Jared Leto here, a.k.a. Dr. Michael Morbius, and you are listening to A Stark Contrast, hosted by some guy named Jeffrey and my old friend, the one and only, Di. Hello and welcome back to A Stark Contrast, where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back. Everybody. Everybody. Oh my gosh. So, Jeff. Coachella, Ella, Ella. <laughs> oh, guys. That's coming if, down from the high. If you can hear it in my voice at all throughout no. this episode. I'm telling you, you you seem very resilient. I, I just got back from Coachella. <laughs> it's, we're recording on Tuesday, so Monday I got back. And yeah, it was my, it was my first one too. So I <laughs> my body is beat the hell up. <laughs> it was probably the most... You survived. Fiz- yeah, but it was probably the most like physically taxing thing I've ever done. That's wild. <laughs> but but worth it. It was fun. It 100% was fun. Worth it. The group you go with really yeah. really matters. Yeah. So I'm glad I I'm glad I get, got to go with the people I did go with. Yeah. And yeah, it was a great time. Really a once in a lifetime type of experience. So yeah, I've never been. I probably never will. But <laughs> I'm a, I very vicariously lived through you. So. Yeah. Honestly, the next time I do go, <laughs> if I do go, mm-hmm. I'll probably like would want to like like work on work at it in some mm-hmm. capacity since I work in like oh, the music yeah. industry. Yeah. Um, concert industry. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather just. Yeah. yeah. I feel like even getting a taste of the backstage. It kind of ruins you for being a traditional attendee, sure. And then you just want to do that the entire time, but sure. Because I'm such a chill, I'm such yeah. a chill person. I hate <laughs> yeah, like exactly. I like just cooling off, man. Mm-hmm. Like so, and then running from like stage to stage. I'm on like opposite sides of the festival ground. You're kind of just like, guys, what are we? Okay, what are we doing did you, here? Did you check how many steps you took this weekend? Oh, I haven't, but <laughs> I, I think I think like- my girlfriend did at some point, and. I think it was at least minimal at 15,000 steps already. Woo! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot. Right. It's a lot of walking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's good. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else is fun, Jeff? What is it? Having a one year anniversary of oh, the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's one years old. To the day. I know. To the day. That's funny. So, dear friends, if, if you didn't notice um, on Instagram, we actually just shared it. But apparently, and we didn't know this before recording today, but we started the show technically a year ago today on April 19th, 2021. And like here we are a literal year after Recording our 27th episode. Insane. Isn't that crazy? I know. How fun. Like how far (laughs) we've come production wise, but then just like where our growth now and like how many characters we've covered. Oh man. And if you're still listening (laughs) from that first episode to now, we we love you. We thank you for all this support. Um, Diane and I love doing this as much as we have like own personal (laughs) stuff going on like our own jobs like day-to-day jobs but yeah and doing this on the side really helps it break break it apart Mm -hmm. and do something fresh and new and still make it 
hell fun. is fun as hell to do yeah. it. Yeah. So thanks, guys. Thanks yeah. for joining us on the journey. Um, so I guess we can dive into some stuff before the yes. episode. Speaking of the weekend. Yeah. Like other the artists, things. The other artists are the weekend. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that too. But, <laughs> uh, speaking of this past weekend, yeah. some things, uh, one thing did drop. Yeah. Right. And the the teaser trailer for Thor: Love and Thunder. Finally. Okay, so let's let's have a quick talk about. Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Like I honestly, I genuinely, like I said before, did not expect it to drop. I thought maybe they would just serve it at the end as a stinger for Doctor Strange, yeah. like they did with Spider Man, and it was just going to come out like that because, like, yeah. like let's be honest, the timeline, at least for marketing purposes, is so tight right now, and uh. you see it. You see yeah. it in the last 48 hours. Yeah. They're, they're really starting to jump all over each other. You know, they've they've got Moon Knight going. Yeah. They're doing the Multiverse of Madness stuff. Then they dropped Thor. And then today, Ms. Marvel stuff is coming I was going to say, out. yeah, they just dropped the, the, the <laughs> yeah. po- a promo poster the for Ms. Marvel. Yeah. Right. So now they're... they're they're in that weird crunch time that we kind of saw, I think, in 2020 or 2021. Sure, yes, when they were when yeah. they were packing everything all in. Right, yeah. it was like the Loki, the Loki thing. Yeah. Just, whoa, I mean, you got you got to throw it in somewhere, right? Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. So, um, so first impressions on the trailer. Oh well, the child. Oh, I'm sorry, not the child, but the the song they used. Oh. Sweet Jesus. child of mine, yeah, right? Guns yeah. of Roses. I was just like iconic. I was like, what a. <laughs> friggin' perfect. I don't know. It just fit well <laughs> yeah. because we know it's Taika Waititi and, you know, with Thor's kind of like new kind of persona that kind of yeah. came after um, right. Ragnarok. Yeah. So it was just like, it made sense. It mm-hmm. felt right. Yeah. Um, and and I love that, of course, because I have special preference for this film. I already do because the Guardians are in it. And true. so it's as Guardians of they the Galaxy. They look different too. Quill and they looks look so different. Yeah. And so wow. it's it's neat to you know once again we kind of talked about this in eternals but the the fact that music is playing a part in in kind of setting the tone for the film yeah because i i you know as much you know like the like taika used um um uh you know uh, what is it what's the song called again i'm already forgetting the immigrant song uh, yeah the immigrant yeah. song <laughs> i was about to do it did you hear that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, even though Taika did that, I feel like choosing a band like Guns N' Roses in that specific era of that band really kind of marries the Thor feel with Guardians. And it's yes. not quite stepping on James Gunn's territory. Yeah, because it's, totally, it's totally yeah. different, but in the same, cut from the same cloth. Yeah, it's cut of, from the same, thing. yeah, and you're just like, okay, it's, it's really setting a tone. I'm getting the vibe. And then, of course, like, so they're, they're, if you haven't seen it, there's a, it's chock full of comic book like canon like throwbacks like literal panels of comic. Book I saw that there was one, there was trailer. one panel that people um, yeah put on Twitter. I'm With sure you're the beast the in beast. the snow. It's literally yeah. the exact same. <laughs> it's the same panel. Yeah, it's incredible. And <laughs> and a lot of the characters from the Thor lore um, even make a small fragment of a cameo in that teaser. So I was just like, wow. So they're really packing it There's on. There's a lot. It. And then the Guardians on top of that. And then. Jane Foster as Thor herself. Ah, she was, looks so good. Bro, she is jacked. Jacked. Holy. And this is why she's been hiding for like a year up until the Oscars. Like I think the Oscars were the first time she'd really stepped out. Yeah. And was back in the public eye because she's already shed the muscle. But she looks freaking incredible. 
I'm ready to see her. Dude, her arms are like <laughs> bigger than my head. Holy crap. And Natalie Portman's a small lady. She's yeah, yeah, petite. yeah, exactly. So it's like, oh man, she must have gained so much like muscle weight for that. Muscle mass. I know. I just can't She wait. looks great on Like the, the costume, looks so the suit good. looks good. It looks exactly the way it should. Well, not should, but it looks very much like the comics. And so I can't wait to see like the thing that they do really well with Thor is the intricate detail of oh and then Majolner Majolner it's uh I noticed meow, that meow. It, I noticed that it was uh, meow, meow. reconstructed it's reconstructed from when Hella broke it yes. and I'm like that's interesting I'm curious yes. to see how that goes right exactly so, so there's the, putting the pieces together and yeah. so we'll see where hyped. where that goes super hyped yeah. can't wait. Um, and then, yeah, speaking of Ms. Marvel, so we just we just got that teaser poster or payoff poster. I guess it's a payoff poster because it's everybody. Um, officially less than two months away, 50 days today, according to Marvel. And so probably right, yes. 43 by the time <sighs> this drops. But that's kind of amazing. Um, Insane. <laughs> and then we have Moon Knight at its halfway point. And uh, well, episode four will be out by the time this episode, this podcast episode drops. And so from what we hear, four is like the big one, the one that really blows everybody's minds. Yeah. So that'll set course for the finale for that show. And so I think I think Moon Knight finishes when we're about to have our next mini Marvel. So, oh, okay. so maybe we'll do a, a, a you know, decompression of <laughs> or a po- postmortem of that series. Yeah. Um. Cause yeah, it's getting crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, episode, episode episode four is yeah. tonight midnight tonight as we're recording. So I'm gonna stay up this time. Are you gonna stay up? I'm gonna stay up. I'm just there's no point. <laughs> like Same. I might as well. Right. Okay. I'm so excited. And then of course the next time you hear from us, it'll be multiverse of madness time. Oh yeah. It's gonna be good. Oh, it's gonna I be good. Am, I'm. Oh yeah. Gosh. So Jeff and I are going to the fan event at the El Capitan. Woo. It's going to be a good time because Jeff's never done one of these things. Never. I promise you. And we're going to have this discussion after we see it. But crowd, genuinely, make or break. It makes or breaks yeah. the film experience. And you're going to have such a good time. I kind of can't wait to see everyone's like, <laughs> like costumes Dude. and everything. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cosplays can, and everything. Yeah. Maybe you can wear your crown. Yeah. God, I hope it. I haven't got any. I haven't got a shipping confirmation email. Uh, I think. Oh, I think maybe the twenty six or something. Unless I, I score the ears. Okay, that too. <laughs> oh, yeah. So excited. So, so I don't know. I don't know if you want to say anything, but I, I've again staying true to my purity of yeah, not yeah, seeing yeah. footage. I'm just, I'm just so ready to see it already at this yeah. point. Let's go. It's almost here. Two more weeks. So I guess with that, I mean, we can, we can kind of jump into it. Huh? Let's jump into <laughs> the man yes. himself. So as a reminder, we are not experts. We do not claim to be. We're just a couple of nerds nerding out. So comments, questions, concerns, please feel free to shout out on social or write us. Yeah. And with that, oh, this also may include spoilers from Morbius. So if you haven't watched it, <laughs> go watch it before you listen to this. Yeah, absolutely. But we are going in on it. We're going in on today's character study, Dr. Michael Morbius. Uh, yeah. So 
huge character from the Spider-Man um, lore and gallery of rogues, sort of, kind of. You know, Jeff and I kind of mentioned this in a previous episode. Is he a villain? Is he an anti-hero? Anti-hero. He's kind of... Oh. I don't know. I don't really know what to call him. I guess he's kind of in the middle of that. Um, yeah. And he has been a hero in other in other respects. But uh, yeah, let's let's dive into it. So created by Roy Thomas and Gil Kane, um, Morbius's first appearance was in Amazing Spider-Man number one hundred and one, October nineteen seventy one. Um, this is actually pretty cool because if you've seen the film, or um, for instance, um, you'll see. On Michael Morbius's chalkboard or what have you in the film, there's an Easter egg for the issue. And so oh. there's all these like, you know, formulas and, you know, science, science writing. And in a under a specific list, it has all these equations. And one of them says ASM 101. Ooh. And I was like, oh, I see what you did there. Nice. <laughs> nice. So Love that's that. there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so the highest grade of this particular comic book on eBay um, was a 9.6. Whoa. Pretty good. Pretty good for a 1971 book. Um, and there was one specifically signed by Stan Lee and John Romita. There it is. And I don't know if you've looked at this sheet yet, Jeff, but that comic book, that copy of the book signed by stan mm. signed by john romita who is a gigantic influence on comic books in general mm -hmm. twenty five thousand dollars oh my jeez! <laughs> and Hoy. if you will i have the original cover here pulled up and if you see the top corner 15 cents at the time of publishing imagine imagine that so if you liked vampires in 1971. 15, 15 cents to $25,000. 25 grand, yeah. Wow. And that's, I don't know if that one was graded. I think it was. But yeah, at a 9.6 with two sigs. That's a lot. Oh, 25 grand. And then a standard one, no signatures, is about 16,500. <laughs> so crazy. I mean, I'll still take it. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, so, man. so those so if you had two copies of it like let's just say because like some some collectors like myself you'll buy more than one copy yeah, yeah, yeah if you can afford to and uh and get them graded and do whatever and so say some vampire morbius fan bought two issues of the two copies of this issue because they're like oh spider-man 101 yeah you know why not and then they got them graded those two books alone a lot 40 grand <laughs> It's a brand new car right there. Like, <laughs> yeah. geez. That's some people's like annual wage. I know. <laughs> you know, that's oh, so nuts to think about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so let's, let's bring it back. Is is this film like your true first like knowing about Morbius as a character? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Really? So yeah. you hadn't anywhere. You hadn't No. I can't say that I can put like hit it on the nose. Really? Yeah, that's for sure. Whoa. So that might have, that must have been a little trippy for you. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, like, you know, full disclosure without disclosing everything is that Jeff and I both um actually worked for yes. Jared Leto for for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, did especially. Yeah, you, yeah. how long were you there? No, I I, I think my last year there was 2015. And you started? 2014. Oh, so you were with us at least for a year. Yeah, it was for a year. Oh, it was, was It cool. was at least for a year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, I, but I, when I came on, it was when he was, he was, he was in the 
thick of um of Suicide Squad stuff. Yeah. Ah. And All it, right. Yes. Yeah. And then I think it was <laughs> after hair. that yeah. <laughs> where yeah he started getting in talks with Morbius, Morbius and everything. Yeah. So that's crazy. Wow. So I can't imagine your surprise when you're like, oh cool, another Spider Man. Wait. Wait, what? <laughs> it ended up I being know. Jared. It was crazy. Just like, yeah. like, oh, he's in a he's, in, he's a, in a Marvel movie. Yeah. I was like, great. That's cool. Good for you. Right? Wild. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, I think it was like many of the incidents on this show. I think um aside having the trading cards, the nineties Amazing Spider-Man cartoon is kind of what did it for me. He he had quite a bit of screen time um on that show. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it a little later, but yeah, he was it was interesting because he <laughs> he had some some of the things that they adapted for the character in animation were very very vampire like very mm. like he would stand with or he would like be upside down with his arms crossed and he had a very thick accent that was almost like Transylvanian even though the character's from Greece. Yeah. And um, it was. <laughs> It was like pretty tropey. Like it was like, oh, Spider-Man, I'm here. It's just like, you know what I mean? Like very like Dracula. Like very Dracula. Like, okay. you know, just to kind of gain the crowd by the familiarity of it. Um, but uh, yeah, let's see. I didn't look at the backs of these, but here are some trading cards. And you'll see like this character is very, uh, you know, he's like black, white and red. And he, he looks, I don't know if you're familiar with Lobo at all, but there's a DC character, well, now DC character, um, named Lobo. Um, they've got some similarities, um, at least when it comes to the face and the coloration. Yeah. But uh, as you see, he is a vampire. He's a vampire. Vampire. That's a, that's a for sure thing. Yeah. And so, let's see. I'll read this one. 1992 Marvel Superheroes. Um, <laughs> let's get into this. <laughs> <sighs> Desperately searching for a cure for a fatal blood disease, Nobel Prize winning biologist Dr. Michael Morbius succeeded, but at a terrible price. To his horror, he found himself transformed into a living vampire, driven to drink human blood to survive. Now having sworn to never again dr um, drink the blood of innocent victims, he prowls the night, stalking the guilty to slake his inhuman thirst. Jeez, that's dark. Well, first things first, I've never heard the word slake in my life yeah. until this card. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's he is very, he's a quite dark character. And we kind of mentioned this in uh, the Moon Knight episode, for instance, like Werewolf by Night. This is kind of the era that they're introducing these more notorious like Hollywood monsters type of oh, characters. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, so they introduced Werewolf, and then now they're having, like... I mean, Dracula, I think, had already been introduced by this point as well, or he just came in, and now they're they're introducing this character, uh -huh. which is not Dracula at all. He's almost like a like a antithesis of Dracula Yeah, I think that's what, they're, that's what it looks like they're trying to do, like, right. create, like, a vampire character, but, like, not Dracula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, very distinctly, like, he doesn't want to hurt people. And yes. he's not seeking to hurt people. Love that conflict. Yeah, it's a great conflict for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, so I mean, it's it's kind of well said there. Very similar to what we see in the films. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, I guess we can kind of jump into it on as far as my notes go. So so yeah, he was a Nobel 
not Peace Prize, but Nobel Prize winning biologist specializing in field of human and animal biology. And he also had a degree in hematology, which is the study of blood, Uh which essentially um, is because he has this rare blood disease. And so it's interesting because they never quite ever say (laughs) what it is. Like they never say. Yes. He's got a blood he's got a blood disease, but like they don't There's identify no, like, it. Yeah. Name. Yeah, yeah. And so he has this you know, rare blood disease that in the books he's trying all these experiments to try and, and treat himself, but they all come to, you know, unfortunate failure. Um, until this one, you know, procedure that he he he's able to kind of follow through with and he transforms into this vampire like being and so the thing about morbius in the comic books very distinctly is that they regard him as even though it says the living vampire all over the place he's he is regarded as a pseudo vampire Uh, okay because he's not necessarily he's not necessarily a full-fledged vampire if that makes any sense like he wasn't bred of like oh he got bit and he got so he's turning into like yeah "Ah." Yeah. (laughs) it's like he didn't get the suck the blood yeah he didn't do that yeah he was he was transformed by his own means in some ways by a vampire bat and, and like all of those genetic anomalies yes but um but like a real vampire morbius needs to drink blood to survive and um you know, unfortunately, after drinking the victim's blood, his mind returns to normal. Then he's like, oh, God, what did I do? Uh, <laughs> so okay. that happens a lot in the books. Um, and and Marvel cites this, like, the come down from the high as fraught with guilt, remorse, and self-loathing. <laughs> so he's like... <laughs> he's really like the OG, like, goth boy in some ways. You know, like, he's just... I. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then, of course, you know, despite being one of the world's foremost experts in on biochemistry and uh, and hematology, um, Morbius is still unable to cure himself. Like that's that's another thing that he just goes through you know, through the comics, and it's kind of like he almost embraces it. But as much as he embraces being a pseudo vampire, he's also like. God, I wish this was over. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine <laughs> you know? that. Yeah, right. You kind of see that in the movie. Yeah, a little you kind of do. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, and speaking of the film in the SSU, we're taking it back to the SSU, which is Sony Spider-Man Universe. <sighs> Morbius, twenty twenty-two, portrayed by Jared Leto and yep. Charlie Shotwell as a child. So we see two iterations of this character in the film, um, directed by Daniel Espinosa, executive producers. This is the one and only time I'm going to say this <laughs> because we never say producers ever, ever. but because we know them personally we and, do. and, uh, and Emma has been really great to me, um, with this film, executive producers Jared Leto, Emma Ludbrook, and Louise Rosner. Um, yes. Screenplay by Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless. Composed by John Ekstrand. Yeah, shout so, out to Emma, man. Yeah, like, shout out to Emma. She gave me my first shot, so. Yeah, that's that right. <laughs> Is that, was that like your first big thing? That was thing? my first like, kind of like big, Industry. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like in, in college. I remember just emailing Yeah, you were a baby. Yeah, I remember when she emailed me, like, so Emma Ludbrook, like, hey, yeah. so you want to, like, be, like, like, here's your interested in being an intern. And, like, yeah. yeah, that was, like, my first instance of 
<laughs> contact with Emma, not yeah. knowing like what it who was she all. really was, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Now she's EP on this I film. Know. Yeah. She, you know, she's, she's been like hustling for as long as I've known her and you know, yeah, she gave yeah, me, she's, she gave me a great she's shot great. too. She's so, amazing. Yeah. So thanks Emma. Um, yeah. So the crazy thing about this film First and foremost, of of the stack of things that people could possibly say is that yeah. the trailer itself debuted more than two, two years ago. Years yes. ago. So you gotta remember that folks, blew my mind. This movie was like the trailer dropped in January of twenty twenty. Yes. Okay. Pre pandemic, kind of like the beginnings of the pandemic. Yeah. And then for it to then get delayed and suffer as many delays and as as much stalling as New Mutants and Wonder Woman 84. That's right. Both, like all three of these films yeah. just got like, oh, they just got run over with, with delays. But finally it came out. It did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, Emma was nice enough to uh, invite me to the premiere and... Um, and that was like surreal in so many ways. Yeah. <laughs> Just to kind of go from this like court kind of brainstorming stage of like, oh yeah, what character could Jared play if he ever played a Marvel character? And it, you know, like actually being on the landed whiteboard. on Morbius. Yeah, yeah, like uh, just a few of us just being like, you know, Morbius would be an interesting one. And then to actually see, you know, years later, like, oh my God, here he is. He's in the flesh Crazy. as his character. Um, and I'll say it again. I think if he was going to play anybody, this is the perfect character for him. Um, and we asked on social media, in fact, you know, how many people, um, were planning to see the film in theaters, a resounding 83% said yes. Yeah. And then the, the remaining, you know, whatever percentage were like, yeah, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it was good to know that people were at least excited interested. for it. Yeah. yeah they're yeah, very yeah. interested in this film. Um, and so for the, the curious, because I now I'm not sure how long it's going to be in theaters. Um, yeah. it maybe has a, a couple of weeks, maybe, maybe a month run, more. Yeah. yeah. But, um, the film is actually currently streaming digitally on Roku and then it'll be, a, it, because of the deals that they've made, um, it'll be streaming on Netflix after that. Oh. And then if you're waiting for Disney plus don't <laughs> like just go out and watch it. Cause it's not coming to Disney plus until 2026. Is um, that when the Sony stuff is coming? That's out? what I was wondering. I was like, does that mean Spider-Man and, and Amazing Spider-Man are not coming to Disney Plus until 26? But I'm not sure. Oh, that's an insane amount of that's years. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's a long oh my time. Gosh. Um, but yeah, it might be. Honestly, okay, yeah, it might be. Might as well. Yeah, you might as well just go watch in theaters and, and check it out. Um, listener comment from Leanne771 on Instagram. It was entertaining and definitely needs to be seen at the theater on the big screen. And I would agree. Yeah. Actually. I agree. Yeah. yeah there's some, there's some great action sequences in there. Dude. Um, like, can we just say like the first, the first scene after he becomes Morbius and it's on the ship. That scene is yeah, the, I found that scene incredibly <laughs> visceral. Yeah, and I was like, "It's so cool." Whoa, yeah, like it's like it's it's kind of dark, and you're like yeah. you're just noticing this transformation, and you're yeah. just like keeps you in mystery, and you're like, "Yeah, what happened to this guy?" Mm -hmm. And it's like a pretty like gory like yeah. scene, and you're like, "Dang, yeah, okay." It felt very much like a horror movie to yeah. me. 
And that, I think it was interesting for me because at that point, you know, they kind of, once they carry you into the film and they're like, oh, here are the characters, get to know these people. And then they take you into that specific corner of the world, of of Morbius's world. I was like, dude, this is a horror film. And it's I liked that feeling of like, oh, this feels like. I mean, yeah, he's a a vampire, you know? He's a freaking vampire. Lean into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved that, that, that mood um about it um and yeah what are your like just quick thoughts Overall, about the th- film how long was the movie it was just like around like just oh, under two hours less than two hours yeah just like under an hour, hour and I mean, 45 i think i think i brought this up when we were talking about it after we got out of the movie i think my favorite part about um kind of like you know setting up like and usually with origin stories you know there's there's certain like tropes that, you know, like s- certain hero movies go through or mm-hmm. even just character development ones. I think my favorite part of it was, um, you know, when in an origin story and this character and the main character, the pr- protagonist, like they get these powers and they're just so confused by it mm-hmm. and they struggle with it. Yeah. And like they just they're, they're clumsy. They fumble with it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't know what to do with this. Like yeah. I didn't ask to be this. Mm-hmm. I love that. Michael, Dr. Michael, like leaned into it mm-hmm. right away yeah. and like embraced it instead yeah. of being like, he, I mean, at first he was kind of like, whoa, what is this? But yeah. then when he got back into the lab to kind of yeah. discover what's going on with himself, he, he leaned into it. So yeah. when you see him, like, I think, I think a good portrayal of that was when he was like, um, testing out his sonar hearing. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I quite enjoyed like, that like one too. He leaned into yeah. it. He like got in with the bats. He was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I feel this. Yeah. This is it. This is who I am now. Mm-hmm. It's I, a, it's a very scientific way of approaching it too. Yeah. Like it's not just like, it's not something yes. that they just did for like the film. That, like, yes, that is a great way because he's a scientist. Yeah. So he was like, let me scientist. explore like yeah. what I can do right. because he's this an is, astute man. This like, is different. Yeah. Right. Like, like, you know, and, to compare it to to say like Andy Garfield in Amazing Spider-Man number one, when when Peter gets his powers and he's doing the same thing, he's fumbling, he's on the keyboard, the key keys come off, and he's like, oh god. Same thing with Toby too. In, yeah, in the first and they Spider-Man. all do it. Yeah. yeah, they kind of have this moment of like clumsiness, and it's kind of like a, a baby deer fresh out of the yeah. womb, like I'm falling over. I'm trying but to stand under yeah. yeah, but they're also figuring it out as they go. And and the thing that these characters, you know, in particular, have in common is that they're all scientists minds and so i liked how they kind of brought that like i don't want to say homage but in an origin story kind of vibe morbius was was like okay i'm accepting what i have become and and yeah. this is i'm gonna i'm gonna really understand what i am Yeah, because i'm because he knows he's smart enough to to understand what's going on like oh right. i know bats right have sonar hearing so yeah. oh i've noticed i do that mm-hmm. what can i feel or do with this now right. that I have it. He's like, oh, yeah. wow, there's a lot of benefits to this. Right. Uh, but then, you know, as a scientist too, you realize, oh, there's a negative side of this. Mm-hmm. I need blood. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, in the movie, yeah. they talk about because he created, he created you know, artificial blood. Right. And he was like, he's like, oh, yes, this keeps me. And he's, you know, he's timing it out. How yeah. long does he, can he last yeah. with it? And then he comes to realize, he's like, oh my God, I need human blood yeah. to last like, longer and for me to stay like right quote unquote healthy mm-hmm. and like you said earlier mm-hmm. like how he feels he doesn't want to do that he doesn't yeah. want to hurt 
people any like yeah you just mm-hmm. want any human being mm-hmm. so and that's i i mean i think that i feel that's significantly different from like the comic book version for instance because you know whereas morbius in the books he's kind of like i need human blood i just need human blood like they didn't quite take the modern approach and thought of like because we live in a plant-based society now yeah. for instance and how they're they're that's that's kind of the resolve of of supplying people that need a certain thing and so i feel like they carried that over for this film and they're like we need synthetic blood because you know like we can't readily get it for for people who need it as quickly as maybe no i don't think it's ever been really quick yeah (laughs) um but it's an interesting resolve for something like that and um and and the character too because you know that's his way of of keeping himself like normalized and stable. Whereas in the the comics, he just kind of went, well, I'm just going to drink a a bad guy's blood instead. (laughs) Like instead of not doing it or, or creating a synthetic um, resolution for it. He's like, Oh, well, how about I still do it, but I'm just going to do it for people who, are bad <laughs> yeah Which it's totally understandable that but makes it's a sense different too. time yeah yeah it's a different time a different place um there were some other you know differences between the books um the comic book character and and the film in that um in the books he he is a nobel prize winner and then i believe in the film he he like did he not like decline to to receive the award so that immediately kind of changed um, that particular route for the character because in the books he he kind of he earns money from that he's he and he which allows him to buy or rent the boat yeah that is now is then seen in the film and he takes his operations into the into the sea into the open eastern sea or whatever it was right yeah um and so that's kind of a difference there but it's it's intriguing the way that they treated it because it kind of shows the persistence of morbius the cinematic version in that he was just very determined to find a cure for this disease that was just ravaging his body um but you know We'll get a little bit more into that um, further down the line, but you know, I, I kind of reshuffled our, our our layout here, and I kind of wanted to dive into powers before we get, we got into the other stuff. Um, so this character's, you know, he's particularly like powerful. Um, in in this first issue that I have here, and I'm going to show you Jeff, Amazing Spider-Man 101, and once again, it's got the amazing treatment that is very much of the 70s, and this is why I'm a Silver Age Damn, girl. Damn, is he knocking Peter out of his spider suit? No. <laughs> like it's like... How many arms does Spider-Man... Oh, my, oh shoot. Oh, wow. It's a different arm. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa. Was, I love this moment. So That's insane. Morbius in the books came in during a very peculiar time in Peter Parker's life. So this, in short, was um, a time when Peter, he was in the thicket of it with Gwen. He was really thinking about, okay, well, I, I need to calm down and not yeah. be the superhero that I, I can't be full time. And so he thought, hey, I'm a, I'm a smart kid. I can make a serum that will take my powers away. So he wanted to, he wanted to reverse what happened to him. Mm. But... <laughs> In Parker Luck, in true Parker Luck way, instead of reversing the power, it actually 
gave him extra arms. <laughs> extra arms. <laughs> so Peter started flopping around with four extra arms like an actual spider. And so um, Morbius comes into the fold and on the cover, he's like smacking Spidey. Yeah. Do you want to read the bubble? <laughs> Give me your best Dracula. Oh my God. <laughs> you can do your best Jared Leto. I don't know. Like, I don't even know if I can do my best Jared. I don't know if Jared's voice would even fit that. I don't that, even know. <laughs> Fool. It will take more than a freak with six arms to stop a vampire. I feel like a Dracula should be like would be like British or something. Yeah, yeah, right. Like it's like you have you feel like tonally you have to have an accent. But um he's like essentially smacking Spidey off of a building and again he has six arms. So it's it's so classic. Freaky so looking. classic. But um in this issue, um Spidey even says like you know they're 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 squaring off and Spidey says like oh he's powerful so the fact that Peter Parker with six arms as Spider-Man who remember in the MCU can take the Winter Soldier one-handedly is saying Morbius is like oh whoa he's powerful yeah it's kind of like whoa <laughs> you put into the perspective of the power in that it's kind of wild but um canon his powers are superhuman strength speed stamina agility reflexes acute senses as well as regenerative healing factor fangs and claws psionic gliding mesmerism vampire creation and then immunity to most vampire vulnerabilities so like garlic doesn't help like sunlight like doesn't hurt the typical, him. The typical, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. None, of that, none of that stuff works on him. Thank God. <laughs> and then he, he has like virtual immortality, but he's not invulnerable, if that makes sense. Got it. Yeah. So he can live forever. It's kind of like death becomes her. He can live forever, but it doesn't mean his body's necessarily like invulnerable. Yeah. Um, and then you know, like of the comic book powers, it seems like in the film, they kind of tapped into to every single characteristic except for the mesmerism. I don't remember him like hypnotizing anybody. No, I don't think they ever, did. Ever, right? Nah, it would have been too, would have, probably would have been too much. I think so too. But they, <laughs> hell knows they could have done it because like Jared's well known for his like eyes, and so I, uh, I mean, could yeah, certainly see him like pulling off that power pretty well. Um, but there is this. I wanted to touch on the little part of the film. You know, speaking of like the origin vibe of it. Um, like there's a moment where after Morbius has a confrontation with, um, his new adversary who we'll talk about later, um, he's in the subway and then he realizes, you know, like the air currents, he's discovering more. That was cool. I enjoyed that. I mean, I was just like, like I I turned, I I plays into like what I said earlier, like he leaned into what he was able yeah. to do, like right. his powers and everything. He was just like, what yeah. is he like, oh, I'm fumbling or I'm like hidden wall, but like, you know, he was like, right. no, like I notice, I can feel this. I can use this. Right. And then boom. Right. You know? Yeah. And then, um, so, so in that moment, in this moment, actually, you know, the, the sub, the train is coming down the tunnel and Morbius was realizing like, oh, I can, I can actually utilize the airflow. And he was thinking about, you know, the way that his movement was because his movement was being affected by these powers and and things just seemed to change for him, at least physically. And so he was able to learn how to glide and and use the air, um, the the tunnel to his advantage. And so in the books, Morbius actually, his bones um, turned partially hollow, like bats and like birds. And so... So in his bat-like form, it allows him to glide 
and it's not so much flying you know it's not like he can fly it's kind of like jessica jones she doesn't she at well she did fly at one point but like in the show and in the books she doesn't fly she just can jump very far yeah. because she's superhuman mm-hmm. and so that there's a similar instance with morbius in that because his bones are partially hollowed and it's because it's like a bad a bat bird type of thing an attribute he can use that that ability to to really glide himself through <laughs> through the city and through tunnels and whatnot um and then of course he's he's got this pseudo vampirism so a big de- the, the big note about the even the term pseudo vampirism is that it's science versus magic so like i said before it's not like dracula came and bit him on the neck <laughs> And it was like, you are now a vampire. That's so like a played out trope too, <laughs> man. Like, it's been done a lot. It's been, do- it's been yeah. done since like almost pretty much the 20s, right? 30s yeah. or whatever. Yeah, silent film. Yeah. Lost for all like- too. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like, you know, how many times have we seen it? And I think that's what, that's what really does kind of make this character stand out in that way is that he wasn't born of a traditional vampire background. And so that, you know, that's why I kind of, appreciate the pseudo vampirism you know terminology sure yeah um and you know and like morbius's mutation it's it's scientific nature so um despite his likenesses to vampires and bats he's technically not a true vampire so you know dracula is we all know dracula yeah i know him and he's also marvel canon as well um and so, uh, so special enzymes can transmit during the bites, which allow Morbius to create other uh, pseudo vampires or progenies, which is which is a term that you've I don't know how much vampire lore you've read or watched. No, none. <laughs> Let me think back. Let me <laughs> like like Underworld, like like you know what I mean, Van Helsing, uh, uh, <laughs> True Blood. <laughs> quick side story about Van Helsing: that walkthrough maze at Universal Studios. Yes. I am scarred for freaking life. Really? I, it's pretty cousin, scary. So I hate. First of all, I hate those walkthrough stuff. I hate so those. So you Halloween don't do maze. Halloween. I've never been to Horror Nights. I've never been to Scary Fun. Really? Ever. I hate being scared. <laughs> I don't mind it, but being scared on that capacity or yeah, level yeah. of like just my anxiety and just being like, I'm be like, ah, yeah, ah, like, oh my God, dude. you realize that just makes me want to take you. <laughs> so yeah, I hate, okay, I want to say you hate it, but it's just like, oh God, like if I don't got to do it, I won't do it. <laughs> Sorry, ah. Van Helsing. Yeah. Um, I knew what it was. I knew yeah. what that it was like. Yeah. A walk through maze yeah. where people kind of walk out and scare you. And I was like, oh, I'll wait outside. I'm young, by the way. My yeah. cousin from the Philippines yeah. are here. And he was like, come with us. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to. I don't want to. He's like, no, come here. So they go in a little bit. Mm-hmm. My cousin and I'm, so I was, I'll just wait outside. My cousin comes back. He's like, hey, no, come inside. It's not a walk. It's, it's, it's like a show. Like they sit there, you know, I was like, I was like, no, he was like, no, trust me. It's fine. Like, come on, just come. And I'm like, oh, whatever, fine. No. I'll go. I go in. It's definitely not a freaking show. No, it's not. It's full, full on people. Every and freaking cor- every corner just being like, ah, and I'm like, bro, <laughs> dog. And it's Bennett Helsing. So just yeah. there's a big ass werewolf in one yeah. section. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> no, no, man. <laughs> I'm kind of sad they took it out. They took it out. It's replaced with it's something. It's gone. Uh, it's, it's a store now. It's a Starbucks now. It's gone. Really? It's gone. 
Wow. I'm kind of sad because Damn. I had fond memories of because it scared the Tukas off of me. Like I thought sure. it was pretty awesome, but it was uh, scary. It was kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. So Van Helsing, I mean, I mean you have yeah. the, then you have the blade. And you have blade. blade. Yeah. I remember seeing those. You um, have not? I, I I I I've seen probably the first one, okay. but I never like because it came out like what early 2000s late 90s yeah, right? 1998 yeah 90s, 1988 so yeah. Yeah, yeah so i never really like fully watched it on t- unless it was like on on tv movies mm-hmm. you know like mm. on tnt or whatever yeah um underworld never got into it i may have seen the first one but mm. then it's also probably where i fell in love with kate beckinsale uh who didn't uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh so yeah but um yeah underworld yeah i don't think i ever f- like finished because it was a trilogy right i think it was a trilogy, if not a whatever you call oh, it okay before. but yeah i never finished it all probably but i definitely probably watched the first yeah because i think they had i don't know which number it was but i think they had like a spinoff where she wasn't in it and then i was like not interested yeah but they had quite a bit of underworld goodness for a bit but but yeah i feel like progenies is a term that they've they've tossed around in a lot of these films because it's very much of like Instead of calling it like vampire baby <laughs> or something, <laughs> you know, like they've created a sire, if you will. Progeny. Yeah. Progeny is yeah. the word. Um, and yeah, yeah, we'll just discuss a couple of Morbiuses um, in a bit. But it is worth noting, however, pseudo vamps act purely on bloodlust. And um, they don't, Morbiuses, they didn't inherit any of his powers. And so it's interesting that. He can create them, but they don't take on the attributes. So he's not really like their father. It's <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? not their daddy. <laughs> I just imagine like <laughs> I just imagine like it's like you know like how how Paul Rudd was Ant Man and he's, he's like with the, with, with the ants and everything. Yes. <laughs> he's like, oh, you're not so, you're not so, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just Jared Leto's just like. Just like father to just like a million bats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> ah, thank God he didn't have to like oh, I know, take huh? responsibility. He's like, ah, shoot. Like now I'm like, I'm responsible for these bats. Bantony. <laughs> like he starts naming them like Paul Rudd. This is Antony. Meet Bantony. Um, yeah, like, yeah. So it, they don't inherit that stuff. It's Which is, I feel, is very different than most vampire stories. Like they just they just don't get anything, but and they can die. They they dust like vamp the progenies he makes. Uh-huh. They don't get that immortality aspect. Yeah, and if they get spiked, they're gone. They turn into poof. It's like Thanos snapped all over again. Oof. So it's interesting stuff. Um, so this is the part where we're gonna jump into the more familiar things that we'll be able to compare with, between um, comic book and film um, with the affiliations and such, and so. I didn't want to get too much into the the groups that he's in because I feel like we're tossing around all these familiar names, but we haven't yet gotten a real green light to go for it. Yeah. But um, some of the some of the assemblages affiliations that Morbius has been linked to include. You're gonna hear this name time and again until it finally happens. But the Midnight Suns. Ah. Which has an incredible roster of characters that Jeff is slowly gaining familiarity yeah. with, which includes Moon Knight and Doctor Strange and Black Hat and and uh, Ghost Rider and such. Um, he's also part of the Legion of Monsters, which is a given oh, okay. because Werewolf by Night and all of them, as well as um, Horizon Labs and the Nine. And so, okay. 
Among those affiliations, the one that stands out the most, at least when it comes to the SSU, is Horizon Labs. And I don't know if you noticed this in the movie, but it's on the site. Like, you know how they always show those over overview shots of the city? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's always some landmark that's like, oh, I should be paying attention to this. Yeah, sure. So much like Avengers Tower, in Morbius, they, I mean... If you're not if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it. There is a building that says Horizon Labs. I feel like I did at least. Yeah. I think I did see something like that. And yeah. And so this is essentially the the laboratory that he does most of his work in. Yes. So where he has the bat pit tunnel thing. The bats and, cylinder. Yeah, the cylinder of bats, <laughs> and and all of that. It, you know, that's all that all takes place in Horizon, and so. Um, uh, in the books, Horizon Labs is a leading company that creates most of the advanced technology that you read in the Marvel Universe. And so this is very prominent in the Spider-Man universe, and it's it's headed by um, scientific pioneer Max Modell, who is not only a friend of Peter Parker's, but somebody he deeply looks up to. Like, mm, this is one of the yeah. people that really, you know, like, helps him in his more scientific Peter Parker mode. Um, and Spider-Man, of course. Um and then, you know, relate, related to that, a number of people um, have been affiliated with Horizon Labs, including Liz Allen, who became an investor in the comic books. And so Liz Allen, imagine, if you will, Laura Harrier, yeah. um, becomes an investor in Horizon Labs. <laughs> I love doing this because it's like, oh, this is interesting, <laughs> putting the faces. Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah then, that's how huh, I like to see things, right. too. Um, and then, of course, Peter Parker, um, both Peter Parker and Dr. Octavius when he took over Parker's body. So uh, they both had to do with Horizon. And then, of course, Bruce Banner, because Bruce Banner. Um, and so uh, as far as teams go, currently, Morbius is listed as an active member of Armor which stands for Alternate Reality Monitoring and Operational Response Agency. Nice. That would actually be Armora, but... Whatever. That's sure. a small detail. <laughs> Armor agency or Armora? Armora, which is almost Amora, which is almost like Gummo- Sylvie. <laughs> Gamora? Uh, Gamora. <laughs> Where's Gamora? Um, and funny enough, Howard the Duck is on that same team. Jesus. So, Howard the Duck and Morbius. <laughs> I what a squad. Seth Green. <laughs> what a squad. Such a squad. Um, and so now we'll we'll kind of roll into the actual people that are in Morbius's periphery. And so beginning on the SSU side, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. No parents. Like he's he's already in the hospital as a young child. Straight up, yeah. No parents, right? Yeah. No parents. Why did they do this? Is it a Disney? Oh, it's not Disney. I was gonna say it's. Yeah, is this a Disney I, thing? I mean. <sighs> Maybe it's just like a like if, if if it's not needed to explain the character. Yeah, they just don't. I mean, they just don't yeah, do it. I mean, because also some people's audiences hate too much exposition. This so is maybe, very true. So maybe they were like, "Dude, screw it!" Like if it yeah if it doesn't affect him who he if it doesn't affect him who he is as a character down the line. Mm-hmm. Like if he didn't learn like a like a lesson from them. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's like you know Batman's parents so, type of thing. So question for you then, yeah. based on that. Oh God, I'm gonna eat my words, huh? <laughs> no. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Okay. Oh, was it 2? 1. 1. 1. Okay. 2. When Peter finds the subway coins and he does that whole thing where he's looking for his dad and his dad's like, what is dad left behind? How do you feel about that? Oh, my 
God. Oh, but you did you even see that? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's it's been a while, but it's also just like I don't know. Like, you you feel like they had, I mean, but also P- Peter Parker's dead has never played like a yeah like you like a huge role. No, yeah, in no. any movies. Yeah. And, and not even the comics. It was always Uncle Ben, of course. Yeah. Like, they did a couple of little what-ifs, and they, they do mention, you know, Richard, but it, it was never... I mean, who knows? Maybe, like maybe they just... ASM just wanted to try something maybe different. Yeah. You know? Because, yeah. you know, but I don't know. It's an like, interesting take, right? It is. Yeah. You know? I, I, it's, it's not wrong to question, you know, artistic choices. Yeah. It's never wrong because, you know the creators of the movie or the film or whatever mm-hmm. they they wanted to say a certain something and maybe they felt like it you know to mm-hmm. them it 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 hit a little bit more emotionally than that that they want or like, oh let's keep that yeah but um i don't know yeah it's a, it's a choice but you know yeah but then again you can't please everybody yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> like you, as always yeah you can't please everybody like unless it's it's like oh that 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 movie had too much exposition, right. you know? Maybe maybe that, that could be like people's like gripe with Tarantino movies because yeah. his dialogue is so yeah. so dense. Yeah. But you don't realize it's it's useful until like it comes into play. Yeah. You know, or or there's a movie where it's not not enough exposition, mm-hmm. and you're like like well i want to know more about that and then not, and you're just like well but there's a lot of things that probably go into it why they couldn't show or say what they wanted to say right yeah you do each their own yeah it's interesting um because i feel like i and i asked this because you know where whereas in the film they it doesn't really feel like you need to know that he comes from a family or he has parents exactly it very much does affect him at well, I guess so. In the books, they they kind of draw more um, more of a portrait of his parents in the books. Um, first of which we'll talk about is uh, Macarioa Morbius, and this is like the funny thing because like you have to remember their last name is Morbius. Yeah, because it sounds like such a superhero. It name. does actually. You forget like oh, that's actually <laughs> yeah, his literal last name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so Macarioa uh, Morbius. Um, not much is known about um, Macarioa. Um, in Amazing Spider-Man number 699.1. Okay, real quick. This was a very painful moment for me as a collector. Oh, no. Because Marvel had this era of doing 0.1, 0.2, 0.3. That's so freaking weird. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> There's so- going to be like nine <laughs> versions of the same. But no, but they weren't the same. They were all one issue, but they were like segmented as point like whatever and so they would have like 699.5 and so they would all still be technically an issue that's a lot it's a lot and then you put in variants so it would be like 699.1a 699 no oh my god Uh, such a headache that's frustrating and of course that's lead of course that's leading up to amazing spider-man number 700 which then had 30 more variants and points bro only to if y'all read, thought yeah. this whole variant thing in the live action world was crazy, <laughs> so, what the hell? <laughs> it's so bad. And y'all cannot just... complain about live Ugh. action variants anymore because the comics are. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> they got it trumped. It's 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 not. I hate it. It's it's not okay. Um, and so anyway, in 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 issue six ninety nine point one, this is kind of where they actually spoke about 
his family and his at least his parents yeah um because like yeah you know like in in 101 for instance he's already morbius he jumps in he's he's already the vampire yeah and they kind of go back a little bit but you don't get the full story until 699 which is wild to think about because 699 i want to say was like in 2000 something okay 2012 or whatever it was right and so you have to think about it character once again came from 1971 so much of that origin story wasn't told until much later and then not full-blown until a more modern book but um the father is interesting because like he even morbius says it himself in the book he says Famed surrealist, author, painter, and filmmaker, known for making the unknown known, not known for raising me. I don't ever recall seeing him in person. He merely existed as a memory I never had. Dang. Right? So, like, oh, my heart. He's actually quite sad. I mean, uh, this is Morbius, but... um, So, he's absent father. Absolutely absent father. And so, the idea is that um, Macarioa was more of like so immersed in his own work Got that it. he just didn't care that he had a wife and a child anymore. Sounds like a lot of right heroes, yeah. origin stories. It's kind of sad, <laughs> yeah. And so this actually has quite an impact on his mother, who was simply known as Mrs. Morbius, <laughs> which is kind of funny. I just imagine like, like screw it, yeah, <laughs> just put Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Mrs. Morbius, unnamed, single mother who raised young Morbius after Macario um, abandoned them. Um, She was the daughter of a bookstore owner who passed on um, a love for books to to, um, both the mother and Michael. And um, (laughs) it's kind of sad because the grandfather, uh, she's described as the grandfather's unwanted daughter. So not only did she not, sustain her husband but nobody there were no subsequent romances for her she was just very much it's her and her son and that's all she cared about was her and her son and books and so um have you seen chocolate or chocolate the movie chocolate wow (laughs) i feel like i've heard that name before and someone has told me to watch it johnny depp and juliette binoche oh it's a johnny depp movie i haven't seen it but it's older in the 90s or something uh, maybe maybe early two thousands. Um, I actually quite love that. If only for the visceral like chocolate making. <laughs> sure, <laughs> there's a lot of that. But there's a uh, Carrie Ann Moss is also in that film, uh, and she okay. plays a mother whose son. She's a widow. She she plays a mother whose son is is I don't want to say has a blood disease necessarily, but he's like deemed unwell as she would say. Like she's very helicoptery over him because she doesn't want him to get hurt and doesn't want him to get sick and and pass away like the father did. And so I like immediately when I was when I was going back and reading these issues, the mother sh- struck me as very much like that character who helicopter parented Michael as a child mm. and just, you know, it was even more enhanced because the father left and because he also had this blood this blood disease. So um, she basically dotes on her son until, and also, and also, well, not maybe dotes is not even the, the right word, but she's she's actually quite stern with him. Like he wants to go out and play, and she's like, "You can't go. You're not allowed to go." Dang. And so he stays inside and he reads instead, 
And that's what he did. And that's kind of how he became a genius. A genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it's very interesting in that. And so, yeah, I thought it was uh, looking back on it. I was like, oh, it would have been interesting to see his upbringing and how he arrived at that hospital. But it's for- forgivable at the same time. Yeah. But um, a character that we do come to know in the film is Dr. Emil um, Nicholas who's portrayed by Jared Harris, who's the one of my favorite characters from Mad Men. <laughs> I don't mm. know if you watched Mad Men no, so I much, but he was, but, okay. yeah, yeah, he was fantastic. I can see how you show. can play that kind of character. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. He's very much a, a period piece kind of guy, at least when it comes to old, old, you know, 1900s-ish. Um, he is credited mostly as Morbius's mentor. So like, uh, Apparently, when I was digging around, because you know, I I knew that he was named Doctor Nicholas, but I was like, okay, wait, does he have a counterpart necessarily? And then I started fishing around, and like a lot of his credit, as in the film, was just Morbius's mentor. Like he didn't have a name necessarily, which was interesting. Huh. Yeah, and so I think that was early on before they kind of defined that he was going to be Doctor Emil Nicholas. Um. And so, again, you know, in the SSU, he's a hematologist, uh, study of blood and problems affecting blood, red blood cells, um, white blood cells, uh, you know, and all that good stuff. Bone marrow, proteins, preventing clotting and all that lovely science talk. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So um, hematologists are physicians who study and treat common blood disorders and blood cancers. So um, Jared Harris in the film... He, he plays a very neutral character, you would say. Like, a, he's a good guy. He's obviously a good guy. And he essentially is a doctor who wants nothing more than to help these sick children. Yeah. Um, basically stabilize their lives. And, and he follows both Morbius and who becomes his sort of adopted brother mm-hmm. throughout the film. And um, yeah, I thought he, he was a great portrayal. But yeah, he... He didn't readily have a comic book counterpart until I dug more and more and more. Dug and then I think deep. I found him because they changed the names on us. <laughs> uh. So so it is actually quite, <laughs> if you look at it, it's like, duh. But it took me a minute because I was like, who is who's the character? <laughs> and so in the comic books, there is a character named Emil Nikos. Uh, <laughs> there it is. So they they... I guess they took some more westernizations with the names, I guess, you know, like, so he went from Emil Nicholas to Emil. Oh, he went from Emil Nikos to Nicholas. Um, And there's another name change that we'll get to in a minute, but um, there's no distinct clarification that Nicholas um, ties to, to Nikos, but I think it's the closest candidate, personally speaking. And so in this instance, in the film, he was the doctor. And so Michael was a young child. He was the doctor. In the books, Emil Nikos was actually a childhood friend of Morbius's. Mm. And so he's the kid that Morbius would say to his mom, I want to go play with Emil. And the uh. mom would say, no, you can't. Um, and so um, f- very similarly, however, Emil grows up to become the hematologist that helps Michael with his blood disease and so he uh, helps try okay. to yeah it's interesting how they kind of change that idea yeah, right yeah. um and so so emil tries to find the cure with morbius and so he's working side by side with him 
all the way up until um, he's inevitably killed after Morbius changes. So, oh, okay. For those of you who have not seen the film, um, you know when Morbius takes to uh, doing conducting all of his experiments on on a boat. Um, what would you call it? Large vessel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah, just yeah. a boat. It's international, like a, in yeah. international waters. Over, yeah, yeah, boat yeah. over international waters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, he imagine instead, you know, like he has Doctor Martin ba- uh, Bancroft with him, but um, in the books, Emil comes along, and so it's Emil, it. Martin, and Michael, and so he's doing all these experiments, and he finally decides, okay, I'm gonna do this last one because I am on my last leg. Yeah, and um, unfortunately, he changes into the vampire, and the moment that Emil opens, like he puts, he he gets uh, into that cell. It's very familiar, like the movie. He goes into this cell, a holding cell of some uh, sorts. Yeah, and the minute in the comic books, in the minute Emil opens it. He's like taken. It's, it's very interesting because, like, I feel like every time somebody encounters Morbius for the first time in the comic books, they all make a point of to say what he looks like. They all they all do it. Uh, They're like, "You're so white," <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and I just like, you know, that they mean pale, but like the the way that they wrote it was just kind of I don't know. And it's always the first thing. Spider-Man says it. Emil says it. They all say it. You're so white and pale and you look like a vampire. Like, it's so... T- <laughs> I don't and know that's, why. Like, get some trigger and he's like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is that they never get past that. They're all attacked before they can finish their thought. Oh. <laughs> but it's always the same. And I was like, dude, there are like years between these books and they still say the same thing. It's really funny. I don't know. But anyway, so he he opens the door. He gets attacked. And like in the books, it's funny because you would think, oh, maybe he bit him. Maybe he maybe he drains his blood or whatever. But in the comic, he literally just grabs him by the throat and he just like chokes, chokes him. Just chokes him to death. And now he's like, that's interesting. But then much like when he when he drains somebody of their blood and he realizes like oh he's he normalizes and goes oh shoot i just did something i wasn't supposed to he almost has a similar reaction with emil and he goes oh emil like oh oh emil oh my god like he realized he Uh, killed him but it was interesting because it's like he didn't suck his blood so he just had a moment of clarity because i guess because it was emil so it really Oh, interesting. It it got to him. Yeah, the humanity of him just really... I think I can understand why they switched that kind of... Yeah, because like you said, Emil grew up with him, right? Right. And then he just dies. And then he just killed, yeah, by Morbius himself. Yeah. So in the film, it's much different. I feel like in the film, there's always like when it comes to like the protagonist Mm -hmm. needs like motivation. Yeah. And I feel like... It's like the Phil Coulson effect. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, (laughs) I feel like Morbius had, I want to say two main, three main motivations. Mm -hmm. That was having Emil as his mentor was the first because Emil took care of him since he was a child. Yeah. Second one was Dr. Martin, Mm -hmm. you know, because that is the, and then that is the token Mm -hmm. love interest of course yeah so that's why i think that's why they put emil as a mentor yeah so that way dr martin can be on the yeah on the boat with her with him him, to run these experiments and then Mm. because she's not that cold Mm -hmm. he has this extra motivation to be like to be more violent and gruesome Mm -hmm. um and then obviously 
um, the third motivation being him being, I want to cure myself, Yeah. but also like, okay, I can't cure myself. Let me just lean into this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's why mm-hmm. I would see them switching is just to give, to give Michael Marbius his love interest mm-hmm. and then his mentor figure. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, Spider-Man in a way he yeah. has his Ben, Ben Parker mm-hmm. and then he has his MJ um, or Gwen or yeah, good boy or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or or his um oh god oh god are you thinking Felicia Felicia <laughs> I'll I was like Black Cat no okay come yeah, on yeah, yeah. It's, no, you're good I was like Hardy okay Hardy <laughs> oh, uh, Hardy would yeah. work yeah yeah, yeah. So. no you're right I and I agree you know it's 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 an interesting take and it's an interesting way to also ensure that the character doesn't readily come across as like villainous. Like he's doing villainous things in the film where he's yeah. killing people in a, an incredibly cool and brutal way. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. I can't get over it. That's like, I think that's my favorite scene in the film. Um, but um, they're also ensuring that okay, not only does Emil get to live another day and he does get to fulfill a, a bigger role throughout the film. Yeah. Um, and he also kind of dies in a way that, like you said, is, is uh, in, um, it gives him reason to kind of persist and, and, to, and, and stop. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and stop his future adversary. Um, and before we get into that, um, I wanted to kind of touch on the progenies Um in the comics, at least, he's only got a couple. Um, but uh, some famous ones, you know, for comparative reasons, Lestat and Louis from Interview with the Vampire. Um, there's Bill Compton and Jessica Hamby from True Blood. I was big into True Blood, by the way. Nice. Love True Blood. That's a Showtime show, right? HBO. Was HBO. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was scandalous. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Anna yeah, yeah. Paquin. Oh. That's how she met her husband. Oh, <laughs> yeah, geez. wild, huh? Um, and then, of course, Dracula and Mina Harker and Winona Ryder. Ooh, okay. Yeah, um, and so for Morbius, he had two progenies that are at least worth noting. The first one of which is Victor Vic Slaughter. What kind of name is that? Vic Slaughter. Vic Slaughter. <laughs> that is a that is a name. Yeah, I will say so this, that this guy is so interesting, and I kind of want to see him somewhere. <laughs> in the MCU or whatever, even in the SSU or whatever. Um, But he was a former U.S. Marine set to murder Morbius by a CIA agent. Nice. Simon Stroud. And not not even for governmental or like professional reasons, but because Simon wanted Morbius dead. Ah. It was completely personal. Um, And so the, the, the team that um, Slaughter brought with him, they, they were looking to ambush Morbius while he was visiting the grave of his then deceased wife or fiance, Martine Bancroft. So uh. she died in the comics and he was visiting her grave as all of our heroes and anti-heroes kind of do. Of course. Have their, their moment. Oh yeah. Um, and it went sideways because he's a freaking pseudo vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and so he bit Vic on the neck and he left him to die. He like it's so cool because he like bites his neck and then he tosses him into a grave that just happens to be open and he's like die. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. he he rises from the dead and then he becomes a a, vamp- a pseudo vampire. Um and then he becomes an, an adversary as they always do. 
You know, it's like, oh, you made me what I am. I hate what I am. I am me because of you. Exactly. <laughs> you did this to me. You did this to me. All I wanted was to impress you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, and so, yeah, so that's that's Vic Slaughter. Um, whether or not we'll see Vic, I have no idea. But he's not in the first film. He's not in Morbius. Um, but there is somebody who is. And that brings us to Lucius Crown, who is... Milo Morbius in the SSU, um, wow. who'll help us, and he he's gonna help us segue into into main adversaries in just a second. But first, pop quiz. Crap. <laughs> no, I think you can do this All one. Right. I took it easy on this one. I felt like uh, we're not gonna do too much, mm. but kind of easy. Kind My of easy. brain cells are shot let's right just, now. Let's just see. <laughs> oh yeah, that's <laughs> see, that's what's really getting you. My brain cells are recovering. <laughs> your 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 Marvel brain cells are very sleepy. Oh, that's all. Okay, so let's see how observant you are. Can you name at least three Easter eggs that are SSU or MCU oh, in Morbius? Oh god. This can be a prop, this can be verbal, whatever you want. Anything. Are you counting the trailers or the actual movie? I don't know, I'll accept it. Because <laughs> we both know, I know we cut a lot of stuff oh, out dude, of the trailers. I would just I like I can name two from the trailers already. I just wanna like ask like so many questions. <laughs> I can name two from the trailers. Right. Immediately. Okay. Name name two from the trailers. Actually, I can name three. Do but it. like obviously Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Well, the one first one is obviously oh they have the Daily Bugle. Daily, Daily Bugle. Bugle. There you go. Um you have the the Toby Spider-Man graffiti <laughs> murderer across. Murderer. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have um then you have Vulture. Yeah. I have that. Adrian Toombs. You have that one. Yeah. And then you have um but they cut it from the trailer where Marbius says I'm Venom. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Is Dr. Michael Morbius at your service? I'm kind of sad that they cut that because I think yeah. Jared delivered it yeah. so exceptionally well. I, I, the context doesn't make sense in the movie. Sorry. Yeah. The movie was, I loved, I, I genuinely did like the film. Yeah. But like, I was, when I, even, I was excited to hear that line though. <laughs> I was excited to hear it. And then they didn't do it. And they just said, I'm Venom. And I was like, He's like, I am Venom. And then he, okay. what did he do? <laughs> and then, then he left. <laughs> he just, he just, well, he just, no, he, he just, just, he did the hand thing. Yeah, he like he broke his hand. Yeah and, yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. you need, you need to know, you need the yeah, payoff. Yeah, I know the payoff was so good. And it, it's, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of bummed out. Like who sat there and was like, ah, oh, it's too funny. Who's sitting in the like, editing it was so room, bro? Good. I loved how he did it. Like he even did the handshake with the elbow tap. And it'd be like, it's Dr. Michael <laughs> Marvius. Oh my service. God, it was great. It was so good. Come on. And yeah, but yeah, still, well done. Well done. Yeah, so. Um, what other significant ones are there, though? They're, they're only, on top of that, they're only three, at least from my perspective, which, one of which is, well, no, not even that, two more. Um, three, actually, yeah, no, I'm kidding. Three. I remember one that I didn't write down here. But of course, there's Black Cat. They mention it on the Daily Bugle. On the Daily Bugle, Bugle yeah, panel, yeah. It says like Black Cat, hero or thief or whatever. Thief, yeah. Like. And then uh, it also that I think that same paper actually even mentioned Chameleon, um, which is obviously an, an older Rogues Gallery um, adversary of of Spidey's who can shapeshift and change his appearance. Mm. Um, and then uh, Rhino. Rhino oh, is also right. mentioned. Yes. Yeah. So those are some interesting ones. But yeah, well done, Jeff. You did I it. try. I try. <laughs> and so, when it comes to main adversaries, 
there are truly at least you know in respects to in respect to the the film and 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 balancing that with the comic books there are two there are just two and so um you know like we just mentioned there's milo morbius um who's officially been introduced um portrayed by matt smith the 11th doctor of doctor who um nice (laughs) and so his comic book counterpart his name is lucius crown and he's also known as hunger so um before we get into into matt smith's character from the film i wanted to kind of just cover lucius a bit because there are some significant differences between the two but um so lucius crown in the books he was originally a hydra agent and we're talking Hydra. So he's Ooh. one of those guys. Yeah, it's an interesting... <laughs> again, you know, we've done this in many episodes, <laughs> but like imagining if they actually went with these kinds of origins and these kinds of templates, um, you know, like parallel to what they've crafted in the MCU. Yeah. So if you're like thinking, oh gosh, imagine Matt Smith as a Hydra agent <laughs> and then like working in the same periphery as as the Hydra that we know from Captain America and, and all of those films, it's kind of it's kind of nutty to imagine. But um so so Lucius in the comic books, he was um he was uh requested to abduct Morbius um for the Magia. And so the Magia are basically oh magia yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's exactly what you think it is um and so it's the it's the italian mafia um and and uh for this man named don vincente fortunato fortunato yeah fortunato i tried to think of it in italian i don't know how that so 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 don vincente fortunato is um he's a hydra affiliate and, and of course, part of the Magia. And so um, he hires Lucius or uh, yeah, Lucius to, to abduct Morbius. And they want to perform these experiments on him because they know he's got this this prowess and he's got these you know superhuman powers. And they're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, and so um, he's enlisted to, to, to fetch him, if you will, along with a doctor named Andrea Jansen. And so... Um, of course, as as all things, you know, things get a little more complicated. Spider-Man comes in. This character named Shock. It's an acronym. S-H-O-C. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, AKA Todd Fields. They both um, jump into this this sort of, you know, they all cross paths um, in the midst of this abduction. And so um, Todd Fields, he, so this suit, it's an interesting suit. It contains, it channels dark force. And we've talked about the dark force I think in the Peggy Carter episode. Yes. Because the Dark Force was seen in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh-huh. as well as Agent Carter. Oh, uh, no, no, I remember this. I remember that. Right, yeah, 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 with yeah. Whitney Frost. And so it's it's more of a Nightcrawler thing in the comics. It's kind of where he bamfs to. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it originates from Dark Force dimension and all this crazy stuff. I don't know. I'm waiting for them to mention it in Doctor Strange. I don't know if they will. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so he, so, so, so shock wears this suit that channels the Dark Force. And so, um, uh, you know, in the scuffle, they're all battling each other or whatever. And then <laughs> Morbius, once again, like kind of prevails and he then a- attacks and then drains Lucius and then he creates the progeny. And so that's kind of their relationship in the comics. It's very different uh, okay. than what we see in the films, which again, um, is he's Lucian, 
crown. Yes. <laughs> but it's also like Lucius crown. Um, but they call him Milo Morbius for some reason. <laughs> he really forced the Milo on him. Oh, yeah. Which I thought Ma- was cute because I love Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, right, yeah. <laughs> That's my homie. Um, but, um, yeah, it's... It, I when I was looking up articles and, and just trying to dig deeper into into the meaning of this name, it, it very much is as simple as Morbius was kind of a little ch- <laughs> He just wanted to name this kid the same name that every kid before him was named when he got to the hospital. Yeah. Um, it's pretty it's pretty dark too because he's like yeah. Yeah, well, the, the last kid I was there was Milo yeah. and he died. And yeah, was- exactly. I'm just going to call any, every single person Milo since they're eventually going to die. And you're know. like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so there's, the, his real name is, is Lucian. Um, or Lucian. Depends. Lucian. Which, yeah, yeah, which accent you're using. Um, again, portrayed by Matt Smith, as well as Joseph Eason as a child. Um, and so, uh, yeah, he's, he's an interesting take because he's almost an original character, if you think about it. Um, but <laughs> fun fact for you, Matt Smith apparently was encouraged to take this role thanks to fellow Doctor Who alumni, Karen Gillan, a.k.a. Wow. Nebula. Wow. Right. Interesting, Love huh? Love that. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, in the films, it's pretty It's pretty um, simple. He has a similar, if not same, blood disease as Morbius and the other children in the hospital. Um, he bonds with Morbius very early on. Um, becomes kind of like a, an adoptive brother and and they get along very well, which seemed very unnatural almost for Michael because uh-huh. he he almost didn't really get along with anybody else. Um, only the doctor and only Milo. That Milo. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Lucian then becomes a billionaire later in life, as we see. He's got a pretty swanky... I don't know, flat or house. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, he succumbs to to um, the power that Morbius has kind of crafted for himself somewhere down yeah, the yeah, line yeah. and becomes a vampire or or a pseudo vampire, if you will. Oh. Um, so, non-traditionally. Oh, uh, okay. So he's, he's not really a progeny in the film where he is in the comics because in the comics he's bitten. But in the film... He takes the serum. He takes it himself. Yeah. He takes it himself. Takes um, matter into which, his own hands. <laughs> which I gotta say, um, when I first watched the film, <laughs> I think I literally gasped out loud because I, for some reason, I didn't see that happening. Like I didn't see him like leaving the. So there's the scene where Morbius has been captured. He's in jail, and 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 Milo comes to see him. Oh yeah, yeah. His as his quote unquote lawyer, which is kind of funny because it's like uh, it's such a daredevil, daredevil trope. Um, but he comes to see him, and then he leaves him a, a, a sack of blood to kind of sustain himself. Yeah, or at least get out. Yeah, and then you realize, oh snap, he's not using a cane. <laughs> And I like went, yeah. oh, he took it. I know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I saw it, but I was definitely just like, yeah. oh, shoot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it just got real because yeah. like, they played it off very well. At least I think they did. It, did. it was, it was yeah. like, you, you really couldn't you yeah. know, predict it like that. Right. Way, you know? like, because like, I think, I believe that the scene before that, they do have a confrontation in at the Horizon Labs. At the labs, right, yes. Right, where Milo's like, yes. why do you get to live yeah, and, and I, I get, have to die? That's what I, oh, dude, that's why I loved, you know, that's why the story works. Yeah. Because 
as a protagonist, like, like a lot of these stories sometimes, like when you create a story, like to really like get people in, like you need like conflict. Conflict is like the most important part in mm-hmm. storytelling. Yeah. And so it's like you have Mar- Michael Marvin. He has this quote unquote cure, but it turns him to this horrible, horrible, you know, being. Yeah. And then, you know, then his and he's trying to create something for his best friend Milo. Yeah. You know, to heal both of them. Yeah. But then Milo sees Milo sees how he is and he just doesn't want he's like, I can't let you do this because it it's it's doing something to me, even though like, yeah, I am quote unquote I am cured. I'm not really cured. And but he doesn't care. But Milo doesn't care. He's like, I don't care. Just I'm just trying live. to free myself of this pain. I don't care what yeah. it does to me, yeah. good or bad. Yeah. I'm tired of living through this. Why do you get to do it? Yeah. But I can't. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's like oh, well, dude. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then boom. Then, you know, he's like, oh, I'll, and then yeah. that shows the difference in power mindset. Yeah. Of each person. Exactly. Because Michael just wants to like help people. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, this is dangerous. Like da, da, da. And yeah. then. Uh, Milo is just like like oh all I gotta do is like uh like suck some suck one human human blood out yeah. one human it's a like day maybe or whatever it is yeah. and he's like cool I'll do that yeah like I've been yeah. living in this hell hole of a disease <laughs> exactly. I'm, all I gotta do is kill somebody yeah. once a day yeah oh, perfect yeah and you're like okay that's where this yeah. morality you know compass comes into play that's exactly and then that's it. where you know the main conflict is and you're right. like okay how are they yeah. gonna solve this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, it's very well said. And it didn't it really didn't occur to me until the second viewing when we saw it that they really do start to craft the personalities, the different personalities within the boys as young children because I think they kind of they kind of take advantage of expectations in a way for for the audience like by presenting oh morbius is a difficult child and like oh he's naming this the new kid and an old name yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. very morbid in its own way and then that oh lucian is more of the oh he's so sweet and he's very naive but then the sentiment changes um with the courtyard scene where this is like after Morbius has departed for a quote unquote gifted school for youngsters in upper New York. Yeah. I was like, X-Men <laughs> <laughs> because the minute they said it, I was like, are you legally allowed to say that? Cause they, they really did use an exact line. Yeah. The gifted youngsters. I was like, gifted. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so Morbius has gone off to this quote unquote school to, to kind of, you know, become an academia sort of student. And, it leaves Lucian by himself in the hospital and he goes out, he loses the letter, the letter that Morbius wrote him flies out the window yeah. and he goes to get, Oh, my letter, my letter. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. Yeah. But, but, but after, you know, he, he's confronted by these boys and bullied, you see the same energy emerge from him as a child that comes back after he's become the vampire. Yeah. And that, yeah, he doesn't care that he has to kill a person. Ah, what's one person? You know, yeah. he doesn't really care at ah. all. And it's that same mood that it's kind of like, oh, they kind of, they kind of, they kind of catch twenty two you and and like or, or bait and switch you. In that you're thinking, oh gosh, you know, like Morbius has become a this quote unquote vampire and he's killing people to survive, but also he's the lesser demon between the two. Um, despite being almost a literal demon. Yeah. And so I thought that was really interesting how they played that out. Um, 
but of course, you know, in, in the film, you know, spoiler alert, <laughs> he succumbs to the anti-serum that, that Morbius creates and uh, he is no longer a vampire. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, I, I think I, I appreciate their film um, a relationship more than I do the comic books. Mm. Um, I just think it's, it's, it's pretty compelling. I mean, there's some parts of it that are, you know, uh, predictable, if you will, but I, I kind of enjoyed that and I enjoyed what they did with it. Um, and then of course there, another notable adversary, Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who could forget? Yeah. <laughs> and so like I mentioned, you know, it's, it, he comes in during the six arm thing. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. The very first page, it's like the amazing Spider-Man. And the, the title of the issue is a monster called Morbius. And then here's Peter with his six arms. Dude, that is weird looking. Isn't that the weirdest thing ever? And so <laughs> I remember like back in the day when they first made the first like toy, were they toy biz? Toy uh-huh. biz or whatever action figures. They had a six arm Spider-Man. And I remember. weird. I just remember being a tiny baby and being in KB and looking at it and being like, why does Spider-Man have six arms? Because he just had like four fleshy arms. And I don't two know why this suit. looks so weird. Oh yeah, and he goes through that the entire this this six arm thing lasts at least three issues, oh. I believe. Oh. Oh, and this is my favorite part. We're gonna segue real quick because my girl is in this issue. So this is this is like the by this point. Gwen and Peter are very serious. They're, yeah. they're like, you know, they're in college and all that good stuff. And it's funny because she's calling him up. She hasn't seen him in days, okay. like days, weeks, whatever it is, because he has freaking six arms. Sure. And he's like, I can't see her. But because he's Peter Parker, he thinks deflecting her and like avoiding yeah. her is the yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she's like trying to queers him to come out and she's like we can go see an r-rated movie <laughs> it's like what does she say she says it right here she's like she's like um in honor of betty friedman's birthday i've decided to play liberated woman and treat you to an r-rated flick of your choice i should warn you i've seen i've already seen love story but i've got enough kleenex left to sit through it again and it's just kind of like that's the spicy talk um but yeah he he kind of he like turns her down and he rejects her and she just like takes it very badly and then he starts going through these scenarios of like oh i can't tell aunt may with her bad heart she'll have a heart attack (laughs) and he goes through this entire issue um practically speaking to everybody that in his normal life and oh it's just it's just so crazy um so yeah so this their their first confrontation takes place across two issues 101 and 102 um and then of course to make things better like dr connor is part of it oh <laughs> dr yeah. connor's great um and uh yeah just as it's funny because it's i think it's in this this issue or 102 but just when spidey's about to buckle and like morbius is gonna bite him yeah dr connor's bursts through and he's like what are you doing to spider-man <laughs> <laughs> and then they start fighting but Connors has this thing. I can't remember if it's like this in Amazing Spider-Man, but when he gets excitable, he turns into the lizard. It's very much like a Bruce Banner thing. Oh my god! But instead of being angry, he gets excitable. So when he's like excitable, like when he's like <laughs> the adrenaline is yeah, like kicking, yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, I'm he's the like, lizard." 
exactly it. He turns into the lizard. And then so now Spidey's like, <laughs> Spidey's got, his girlfriend's about to leave him. He's got six arms. He's worried about Aunt May. He's getting crap from the bugle. Then he's like, oh, I'm, oh, what happened? And he's like, there are two voices and it's literally Morbius and the lizard. And he's like, oh man. <laughs> Poor Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah. So that that this that these two issues are are pretty amazing. Um, but you know, like I mentioned, they they kind of show a little bit of Morbius's uh, origin in this issue. And so, as you can see here, there's the ship, and then like something happens to the captain of that ship. Mm. And um, there's some distinct similarities, but uh, but they the real retelling is in that six ninety nine point one. Um, and so, you know, like uh, throughout those two issues, Morbius and Spidey like tangle head on. And then um, <laughs> it's funny because like they get washed off of the they're they're having a fight near the bridge. It's always the New York bridge. And Spidey like manages to whip and pulls them into the water and they both start going you know, in the, they're in the river. Oh, okay. And <laughs> it's funny because like Morbius is holding like a vial in his hand and Spidey's like, Oh, I only have enough webbing for one, for one shot. I better make it count. <laughs> and you see Morbius's hand just like, and he's like intending to save him. And he's like, Oh no, I only caught the vial. <laughs> so he only caught the vial. And then Morbius like quote unquote drowns. Wow. And he, he's gone for the rest of the, the, the arc. Um, but uh, happy ending. Um, Dr. Connors, once he's, not excitable anymore um becomes himself and then he helps spidey get rid of the six arms so it only lasted for so long <laughs> but how much do you want to see tom holland or andrew garfield or toby Maguire with six arms it's just so god because only i was like what it's characters so have i jarring. seen like with that many arms it's and so I, jarring and it's um and you know it was the that character from mortal kombat goro goro and yeah. shiva yeah but, but they had four arms no Oh, Goro yeah. had six. Yeah, but it looked, it was like, okay. Like, I was okay it with was it. It was so freaking weird. Though. Yeah. Because their torsos were super yeah. long. But then they're like, seeing that, I was like, that looks so Because it's Spider-Man. <laughs> sure, probably. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, 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 I mean, trailer aside, speaking yeah. of Spider-Man, Morbius trailer aside, and that little nugget of Tobey Maguire's graffiti on the wall. Yeah. Which... Which Spider-Man are you betting is this universe? Oh, God. Which one do you think it is? I'm still gonna keep my original answer. I think it's Tobey Maguire's. I'm just gonna say that. I whatever. I know people want it to be Andy's, but I think it's Toby's. It's just well, I think like yeah. I mean, like my question is why Toby's? You know, and also why? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, why Toby's? Like man hasn't done a, a Spider-Man movie in. Since 2007. <laughs> Can you imagine being Toby Maguire who is not on in the internet? Yeah. And then people are like, hey, are you in Morbius? And he's like, well, what? And this yeah. is before No Way Home. Yeah. Like, what? I, like, yeah. I, why would you choose his? Yeah, it's very interesting. But, uh, and they could have made it generic as hell. They could have made it completely generic. It's true. Non-identifying at all. But they I purposefully mean, It's very it. obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe it's Toby's. I'm not saying I would like it to be yeah. Andrews, but in you, terms of which sp Spidey that I would see Morbius having like a more like like a better interaction with, I guess. Mm. I, don't know, I feel like 
him and, and Andrew would be the best, like, head to head. Ooh, yeah. I would like to see that. In my actually. head, just. Yeah. I feel like I feel like um I feel like Andrew's um in in fight Spidey talk. Yeah. Is Dude, again, <laughs> I feel like I've said it in every episode since like No Way Home came out. But Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is like His Spidey clips are pretty top tier. He's so good. He's he's exactly how I imagine him sounding in the comic book. Hey Max, I miss you, man. Yeah, exactly. Like he's got the little like Brooklyn accent or yeah Queens he's Queens Queens yeah and it's like uh, it's just I love it and I could see and and as much as I am team I don't need ASM three I wouldn't mind it being Andrew Garfield's Spider Man but I just think it's Toby's for some reason I don't know why (laughs) or I mean who knows man who knows what who knows Sony Marvel has cooked up. Do you think we'll see Spidey and Morbius in the Sinister Six? You know what is crazy <laughs> about like Spidey? Quick side tangent before What's we up? move on. Mm-hmm. Like Spidey can't get played out. No, never. He has not it's yet. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like people want yep. Spidey. Oh yeah. And whether it's Tom, whether it's Andrew, whether it's Toby, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Freaking three Spideys. Whether it's, it's Miles Spidey. or Miles, yes. Yeah. Okay. First of all, I saw a hot take today. On on Miles and I was just like, dude, why are you tweeting this? Oh, I don't no. know who said this. It was just said someone said Miles is not Spider Man. I know that was the first line of the tweet. It <laughs> goes on for like the rest of the tweet. I don't know what it said. I just stopped reading after that and I was just if like, if you saw my face just now, and I was just like, what? What are you? What? The, what? The, what? <laughs> like, no thanks. It was like unsubscribe. It was the most like that. bizarre like take I've seen. Anybody can wear the mask. That's that, the point. Exactly. Of Spider-Man. Ugh. People. <laughs> anyway. Like the, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. But you know what I do love? Is love interests. That you do. You like that? You like that? <laughs> no, that was forced. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, speaking of Felicia Hardy, um, in the animated series, uh, Morbius actually dated Felicia <gasps> and Black Cat. <gasps> oh, Bucky. That got Bucky's attention yeah i'm like it huh um infamous love interest of peter parker and spider-man which we'll talk about a little later but otherwise there's one there is one there's only been one and there's only one that's notable and that's martine bancroft look at that look at that (laughs) coinky dink so in the film morbius itself uh martine is portrayed by adria arjona um or adria arjona (laughs) <laughs> sorry i just like i don't want to get too crazy with the finessing of the accents because what if i'm completely wrong yeah yeah. you know what, I mean? gotta, like, what if it's gotta, really adria humble, you know? yeah <laughs> like like my bad um but she's a beautiful lady um and she i think she described martine herself as the smart one in the room and so martine does have this sort of presence throughout the entire film that's I like agree. i'm a i'm a capable self-assured woman i don't need you to yeah, justify she's anything like, and i i think the first the first what i noticed that was on on the on the boat where yeah. the security guy yeah was, came in he's like yeah. hey miss and then she's like it's a doctor actually nurse because i think she yeah, called like her nurse, nurse and yeah. he's like it's doctor and i'm like it's doctor, yeah actually yeah. You let them know, girl. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I like that they they also kind of reaffirmed that title 
when they would regard each other, when Morbius and, and Martine would regard each other because she he would be like, okay, doctor, and she'd be like, okay, doctor. And they're just like, yeah, we doctors. Yeah. <laughs> I we really have appreciate a million dollars of debt in between <laughs> us, babe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. And so apparently um, Andrea, she based her performance on AOC. Huh. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Strong, powerful. Yeah. Love that. Like, Outspoken, doesn't, doesn't firm. Doesn't take it. Yeah. She Love doesn't that. take it from anybody. She's like, no, no, no. I'm going to command this room. Yeah. And I'm going to do my thing. Love that. Love it. And so in the books, um, <laughs> which is speaking of, of her title, she was originally Morbius' secretary. God, it's so like, <laughs> it's so like tip, like it's, it's so, yeah, It's such yeah, yeah. a thing of the 70s. Yeah. It's such a thing of the 70s. Secretary. She's a secretary <laughs> and then becomes the girlfriend and it's like, nah, 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 nah. We're not going to play that, which is why I appreciate the doctor aspect yeah. so much. Um, what's interesting about, uh, you know, in the books, you know, again, back to the origin story and how Martine and Neil and, and, and Morbius are on the ship and he's going through these motions. Um, in the comics, after all that went down, Martine didn't get a coma. She wasn't drawn into a coma like she was in the movie. Like she she got assaulted and she basically oh, got shoot. like okay. head trauma. And so in the comics, it doesn't quite go down like that. It's like literally um, she was asleep during the whole thing in her in her own bunker and morbius was uh, like i i can't harm her and he like jumps off the ship oh my god and so he just abandoned ship quite oh, literally shoot, okay and so she's unscathed and so in the comics she goes she she goes and looks through all the 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 clues as to what happened and oh. she she's the one that found emil um, didn't understand what happened to him but just that he was he had died uh, and then finds like notes and, and, and stuff that Michael had aboard the ship, some of which included letters to Reed Richards. Wow. So she goes and she visits the Fantastic Four and she's like, hey, I don't understand what's happening. Um, Morbius is missing. And <laughs> and so like, then that adds the chapter in my, in my brain of like, oh, imagine... Imagine John Krasinski and Emily <laughs> Blunt. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that's, that, that's kind of what happens in the books. But um, Martine in the comics is also quite interesting because after his transformation, a little similarly to the film, she becomes very fascinated with the idea that he's a vampire. Mm. And so she's kind of more obsessed with it because she's fascinated with the fact that, oh, he has all these powers and... He's essentially immortal and and all that kind of stuff to the point that she wants to become a vampire. Whoa. So she's more exclusively going for it. Whereas the one in the movie, I feel, is just like almost very much afraid of him. Like, yeah, I would say afraid, but also be like, I don't know. She, she doesn't know how she feels about it yet. But yeah. She's also like, I, I want to help you. Yeah. So yeah, 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 and and also, I mean, of course, there is the the benefit of the doubt that they're not romantic, they're not romantically linked immediately in the film, whereas in the comics, they're dating and all that good stuff. They're already they're already established as a couple. Okay, and so Martine in the books is more like, oh, I I want to become a vampire so I can spend the rest of my life. 
with you. <laughs> yeah, for eternity. Love that. And all that, you know, romanticizing of, of all that stuff. Um, and so, like I mentioned earlier, she dies and then she's brought back to life again. Um, but when she's revived, she's essentially a shell of what she used to be. So her soul is gone. Oof. she's just a vampire oh, that's in, like in that body yeah yes. and she's just like i'm a vampire but she doesn't love and she doesn't feel the same way that she did as a human Oof. which is like the the price that's the yeah, price yeah, that's, that's what the happens price you pay yeah it's the price you pay love <laughs> and so um to make matters worse she eventually dies at the hands of not only spider-man but morbius himself of course <laughs> love hurts yeah and versus no <laughs> it should have been me <laughs> <laughs> and then, whereas of course in the film spoiler alert um martine is abducted by milo brought to this rooftop where morbius glides to find her she's already bleeding dying yeah this is the part that i do not remember was she already bitten by milo or was it something else i don't know if she was bitten right like she was already because dying. if she was yeah because she was bitten like she would have been dead already right because right? i don't think milo would have like killed her and like used her blood type right. of thing i think he just wanted to kill her he just wanted to kill her yeah yeah, yeah and i and, agree and enough to the point where he had time yeah where where michael had time to say goodbye or whatever right but then then she mm -hmm. bites his lip yes and she gets those those delicious bat enzymes <laughs> from that that very awkward but also like weirdly sensual exchange. Yeah. <laughs> and then he bites her um, on the neck, which I thought was an interesting thing for him to do. But she does say to to kind of like she gave him permission. Field. Yeah, she was like, make it count for yeah. something. But first, let me get your blood, and then you can kill me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is like interesting. Yeah. It's like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. say what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So so Martine has perished in the films, but if you see the movie, she's in the stinger. Not even the stinger. At the end of the the, main, the film, it's in yeah, film. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. before the credits roll, and and she is seen reawakening as a vampire. Vampire. As a vampire. So. Sequel? Talk about a power couple. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see if she takes any um, attributes like her comic book counterpart. And yeah. Is she going to be the same Martine anymore? Is she still going to care about her cat? That's very important. It's also true. That is a very, that's very <laughs> important. Cat. Yeah. Oh, cat. Yeah. Um, so speaking of vampires, pop quiz. This is a loosey-goosey one. Like, again, I'm okay. taking it really easy on you today. You take today. a steak and you stab it through the heart. That's <laughs> no. how you kill a vampire. Oh. Well, no, because <laughs> you can't kill Morbius that way. He's nice. Well, well I'm, I'm going with the tropes here, you know? I'm not talking about Michael specifically. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so speaking of vampires. Vampire. I keep saying it like that. I don't Vampiro know why. Talkers. Vampire. Do you think you can name at least four vampires in the marvel universe okay this is not counting dracula so you cannot yeah. use dracula like wait marvel universe like like movies and comics if any oh. if you know any oh, oh, oh and i've actually mentioned one in another okay. episode oh, okay yeah. that is an unlikely one but go for it holy marvel okay well blade yep ding 
thank God. (laughs) 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 At least I got that going for me, guys. Yeah, yeah, you got that. Okay, so Blade. Wow. Marvel. Wait, come on, Jeffrey. Oh, my lordy, lordy, Michael Jordy. That's not Morbius? That is not Morbius. (laughs) Not Morbius and not Dracula. Dracul. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I should know this, but this is when I hate I'm put on the spot because then nothing ever comes to my head at that exact <laughs> time. But Blade. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Blade. Yeah. Blade. Blade 2. And Blade. <laughs> <laughs> and Blade 3. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the messed up part because two of them are in Blade and Blade 2. Or Blade 3. Of course. <laughs> so, because of course they are. If you'd only seen all three of these films. Oh my God. I was literally... How old was I at that time? Oh God. 1989 was... 1998. Sorry. 1998. 1998. The first Blade? hmm I was four. Oh God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, I don't think I was able to watch rated R movies at that oh time, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was already... I don't even want to say how old I was already. <laughs> Let's just say I was pretty much old enough to drive. Okay. God. I was old enough to drive a Jeep. <laughs> you I don't truck. think you were. <laughs> I think like you the, were, the mini ones, maybe. You were barely with allowed to play with duplos. <laughs> I mean like I said, nineteen ninety four was a or nineteen ninety eight was a blur for me. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Uh Blade. Okay. <laughs> We've established Blade. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to have to... You're going to tap out? Yeah. Okay. 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 That's okay. So um, other Marvel vampires include, but are not limited to, Deacon Frost. Yeah. Who was the enemy. He was the adversary in the Blade film. I do remember that name. Yeah. I, I never would have remembered it. Yeah. Um, there was also Hannibal King. I don't remember... He was portrayed by Ryan Reynolds in the third Blade Trinity Is movie. Is that who Ryan Reynolds played? Yeah. I know Ryan Reynolds was in the Blade Trinity oh, movie. Oh, he was so good. I just never knew. Like, he yeah. was so good. <laughs> I, he was. <laughs> that's that's the first movie that I distinctly remember looking at Ryan Reynolds and being like, dang. Because he was ripped in that movie. Yeah. He was ripped in yeah. that film. Um, he was no longer Van Wilder. And um, I don't, although I just can't remember because I, I honestly have not seen Blade 3 let alone any of the Blades, I heard it got since crazy. the early 2000s. I heard it got crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it did. It did. Jessica Biel is in it, too, and she was yes. fantastic. Yeah, she was great. Abigail Whistler, I think. Um, and, and But anyway, yeah, I, I'm not sure if Ryan got bit or became a vampire in Blade Trinity, but Hannibal King, the comic book character, got does it. become a vampire at one point. Um, and then, of course, some others include Lilith, who was the daughter of Dracula. Yeah. Lilith. Nope. And then uh, a character named Zarus, as well as Baron Blood, who's basically like, he looks like Wolverine and a human bat put together. Jesus. Um, a character named Varney, Dracula, even though I said he doesn't really count. And then the unlikely one that I did mention very, very briefly, I think in our mini Marvel, Jubilee. Um, she becomes a vampire at one point and it was very interesting, interesting. Okay. Yeah. and then she adopted a baby it's a big thing oh. um, but yeah those are the vampires yeah. like I said I would never would have guessed <laughs> all those other ones yeah uh, so let's talk about aesthetics of the vampire um, I wrote in my notes what's red black and white all over 
more BS. <laughs> <laughs> so like I mentioned at Makes the top sense. of the show. Yeah. And when I mentioned at the top of the show, I mean, you do see what he looks like. He's just lots of black, lots of white, lots of red or a little red. Um, and he has these stages of vampirism. And so um, he looks like his normal self. And then there's a version where he's a little more bat nosed. Yeah. In the comics, it's interesting, at least when it comes to the 70s ones, they kind of like purposefully made Morbius like unattractive. Okay. <laughs> to the point where he kind of looks like batty in a way before, <laughs> even though he's not Morbius himself. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's, it's very, it's very literal at times. See like here, you can see it a little bit right there. Yeah. That's him there. And then, well, uh, uh, yeah, see it see, in the bottom. Yeah. There he's changing already. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. See, there's that vampire stuff I was talking about. Yeah. He's like got his arms crossed and he's laying on oh, the floor. Yeah. Um, as for the film, um, the costume designer for the film was Cindy Evans. Um, her work includes Memento, 13, Atomic Blonde. Um, and there's not, I don't want to say that there's not too much in terms of costumes for Morbius in the movie, but he does have quite a few outfits. Um, they're all black. <laughs> aside his like doctoral coat yeah and um and uh but he's yeah he's like in black sweats half the time and he's shirtless half the time and and then um we don't really get a sense of of any kind of outfit until the very last um arc of the film act yeah. of the film yeah because he's mostly like in like a hoodie type of thing but yeah you know yeah yeah um throughout them and then the prison the prison cell outfit oh the orange jumpsuit the orange jumpsuit yeah 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 yeah, yeah. the the last arc act is is pretty much it and i think that's the closest one resembling um what we do see in the comics and in the card art um where it's it's kind of like and it, and it's represented also in the coloration that they use for promotion materials so the promotion materials were like that fuchsia and kind of and turquoise like deep, and blue. like a deep red. Yeah, like it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they pulled it from the RGB and then they made it more like I don't want to use the word modern, but it is kind of like a modern tone where it's it's yeah, it's it's a more playful color. And so I feel like the only time that we really see a very reminiscent of the comic book Morbius is when he's about to fight Milo. And you see the kind of fuchsia red of his coat. Yeah. And he's got his hair down because he does have it up for a lot of the movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think he looks most like the character in the first boat scene and at the very end. Not that he doesn't throughout the movie, but as far as his outfit goes. Yeah. Um, what did you think about like all of the CGI and his, like the, his like look? The vampire his face. Look. Yeah. I thought it works. I yeah. mean, you know, it's always like, you know, when you bring like these comic book characters to, mm -hmm. especially like characters like, yeah, you know, yeah. you bring it to the big screen, you know, it's always like, oh, how are you going to make it look realistic in mm -hmm. that specific world? And yeah. I thought it made sense. So, yeah. Like it looked good. It wasn't like over the top. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, it was enough to be like, yeah. oh, he's transformed and yeah. That's a vampire, yeah. you know, person right there. <laughs> I, yeah, I was I was super impressed because I I remember early on, you know, I had <laughs> I was kind of nerding out and I would be like, "What is he gonna look like?" Yeah, right. <laughs> I'd ask questions and and I remember, you know, very fondly actually, Emma was like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna have this vampiric look. He's gonna go through these stages." 
there's going to be essentially three versions of him where he's just Michael Morbius and then he's a little more vampiric and then a full on yeah. like he's a freaking pseudo vampire. Yeah. Um which is exactly what you see not only in the poster art but also in the trailer and in the film of course. Yeah. Um yeah, I agree. I think they did it pretty well. I know some people were griping about like they're just being in general too much CGI in the film. Sure. I I don't know that I necessarily agree with that because have you seen Batman versus Superman or Man <laughs> of Steel? <laughs> um especially I think it was Man of Steel that fight with Zod at the end is just like what the um but like I don't I I think I understand what people are saying or complaining about in that because like the treatment for instance of the powers and how they're yes expressing the powers i get it i think that's what people are talking about do yeah. you agree i think i mean ah uh, this is okay <laughs> post-production talk no it's not even it's just like <laughs> people love to complain about things oh, man. yeah that's a, that's the hard like, truth if you go into something not you know you like you're gonna hate it no matter what it looks like or what yeah. it is. Yeah. You've already like if, if people have already convinced you you're not going to like it. Yeah, if people are convinced themselves that they're not gonna yeah, like it because exactly. of whatever reason, mm-hmm. then it's just like, well then Yeah. You have nothing else to say then yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, like like make fun of the CGI, make fun of the story, make fun of whatever you want. It's just like mm-hmm. Like, dude, it's all creative choices. They have yeah. to, the make filmmakers have to create mm-hmm. and set up this world scene, the yeah. story, like yeah. on screen. Yeah. Um, and who actually knows, like, what yeah. vampiric powers look like? <laughs> exactly. It's you know, there's it's like, concept how do you art. Yeah, that? you know, yeah. like it's it, it it probably went through multiple ways to show like mm-hmm. you know uh, mm-hmm. Morbius is like powers visually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then now, even the harder part is. There's two vampires in the in the story. Exactly. So how are you going to distinguish the same powers from two different people? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, I, I thought it was I thought it was pretty clear on like who was who like when they were fighting yeah. against each other, Milo and Michael. Yeah. Um, it, I have the CGI was for what for, it's it was it's just a comic book film. Yeah, I agree. Like I think we talked about yeah. that. You know, yeah. it's just. It is your, yeah. you know, tentpole comic book film yeah. tropes, you know, but yeah. also having its own flair, like for what it is, because mm-hmm. it is an or- original origin story yeah. for this new character we've never seen on screen before. Exactly. So. Yeah, I think they they did some interesting treatments because <sighs> when it comes to that sort of time lapsey speed and the the translation of speed and and how they're treating it, like. With the Flash, for instance, and Quicksilver or Peter, Peter Maximoff, um, you know, and how they slowed down everything around them yeah. in, the, in the environment, and then they to to kind of convey that that feeling of speed for those characters, or like in Wonder Woman, when they show Diana like skidding across the floor and she pulls out the lasso, and you know, it gets to a slow point, but then it speeds up, and they do all these things, these gimmicked effects. To make it look a certain way, to make it seem like, oh, imagine like the power that they're doing, but like by the naked eye, you can only see it like in a second. Yeah. So I feel like with Morbius, they were really trying to like be like, these guys are so fast that you cannot see them. It's like a blur. And then they were kind of coloring, uh, using this coloration on them. 
Yeah. To kind of, it was, I felt it was more artistic than it was literal. I feel like people took it too literally. Yeah. Like they were like, oh, why is it fuchsia? Why do they have fuchsia? Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I don't think it was supposed to, it wasn't intended to be like you were literally seeing that color. I like, I like the sequence when he moved like incredibly fast. Yeah. I like those. The boat it, scene. It, huh? Like the, oh, boat, the boat scene. scene yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, or when he's traveling through the city. Um, so I, I, I did actually like those. Um, it reminded me a little bit about uh, like like some how Nightcrawler moves. Yeah, yeah, that's a great. But one. it wasn't how it looked how it was for Nightcrawler because right. Night, Nightcrawler would just poof smoke end up here. Yeah, with Morbius it was like a it was like a it was almost like a fluid motion. Yeah, trail. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I feel like it was it was an interesting thought because it's almost like taking all of those character um, studies of motion and putting them all into one and then adding a pinch of daredevil yeah because he had the way of like his radar senses um that were similar to morbius's in that like you hear the yes and then like it's not it's not like in a game because that was very much like an assassin's creed thing where you hear that you press you know r or you toggle on your r3 and then you see like the imbue of the the escape yeah 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 like I just don't think it was supposed to be literal, but they're like tri- they're they're conveying in a way that yeah. like you can understand it better. Yeah, it's and just I so hard. That a lot hard too. nowadays when you have so many examples in media or whatever right. entertainment yeah. to where you can pull from. So like you think like that's how it should be, yeah. or you think how this is it should look, and it's yeah. just like, eh, well, yeah, <laughs> everyone has their own opinion or own creative right. creative like look on it so mm-hmm. it's just like you just got to take it you know yeah for what it is yeah like, appreciate for what's given yeah and, you know yeah go from there yeah i agree um yeah and so um speaking of the character and you know like how we have not necessarily seen him in other m- films but i will say he had a very brief cameo and a d- deleted scene in blade the first blade really he did um and so uh, this was, again, 1998, starring Wesley Snipes as Blade, um, Eric Brooks. Um, so <laughs> I had to look it up again today just to make sure I did not imagine it. <laughs> but there's an alternate ending of the first Blade film. So in the original, in the theatrical cut, um, at the end of the film, it's a snowy scape. And then um, I was going to say Morbius. Blade <laughs> Blade is essentially hunting Russian vampires by the end of that movie. Nice. And, <laughs> and so um, it's pretty cool. It's very samurai-like almost. And it's very like, you know, if you know anything about Blade, it's totally, it's like spot on. Yeah. Um, but in the alternate ending, um, he and I believe the character Vanessa, yeah, climb up to a rooftop and... Um, you know, I think Vanessa was also dealing with the vampiric issues mm-hmm. throughout the film and he saves her or whatever. And so they go onto the rooftop and they're having this moment of like basking in the sunlight. Yeah. Um, and then you see this like trench coated individual on another rooftop, like down the street. Wow. And Blade, like she says something and Blade turns around and I think it was bleeped out or the sound didn't catch whatever uh. it was. And then he goes, oh, and then he unsheaths his blade and that's the end of the movie. And so that was a supposedly Morbius. It was supposed to be Morbius, which is funny because I think Jared's looks far more like 
the comic book actual that one okay because that one you can't even see his you can't distinguish his face at all he's just kind of got like his i think his hair's kind of pulled up or it's in a ponytail or something he's got a big trench coat that's wafting in the wind and his face is just like covered in a way um but it's an ominous figure and 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 again you know like even the director um steven norrington he confirmed like oh that was supposed to be morbius and funny enough that was also Stephen Norrington as Nor- as Morbius. Wow. So the director of the film was portraying Morbius. Um, huh. But, you know, like much like the MCU, they ultimately could not use him because he was a Sony property. Yes. That belongs in the Spider-Man universe. Wow. Wow. So since 1998, <laughs> even then they couldn't use him. Sheesh. So, so despite New Line Cinema and their efforts. Yeah. Another character that that bit the dust, no pun intended, and he wasn't seen until 2022. Crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. So crazy. So like I mentioned earlier, I kind of wanted to touch on the um, iconic 1993 Amazing Spider-Man series version of this character, just just very just a little bit. Um, he was voiced by an actor named uh, Nick Jameson, and um, this version of the character itself was actually quite iconic. as little as he was in the series. Um, He started as an ESU student and a rival to Peter Parker, of course. Um, He also had this notably thick accent. Um, If you haven't heard it or you haven't seen the series, go watch it on YouTube right now. Um, Just check out a clip or two. Um, And long story short, he he essentially comes into the fold um, by stopping a robber that was trying to trying to steal Felicia Hardy's purse. And so as a result, the two get close and then even closer to the point that they actually start dating and and Parker kind of gets jealous because of this. Mm -hmm. Um, But similarly to Parker, Morbius gets bitten by a, like a radioactive bat, um, Uh more or less a mutant bat that, that is, um, uh, you know, from his um, experiments. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, it's kind of similar to the comic book canon in that way. But um, the most iconic part about this version of the character is that he had these things on the palms of his hands that were uh, referred to as hand suckers. Oh, um, <laughs> Uh, funny enough, the writer's room came up with these things to not frighten the kids, you know, because like the idea of um, biting a neck, you know, like a vampire sucking blood from from a human's neck was like apparently too scary for the sure. crowds, um, the kids at that time, the audience. Yeah. And so the writer's room came up with these suction cups um, in, in the well of his hands to uh, quote unquote absorb plasma or um, as cracked.com beautifully stated multiple puckering buttholes. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, which brings us to our, our near last, but not least almost was Mm -hmm. any guesses whatsoever. None. That's right. There was none. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there were none. There were no options for this character. I feel like every episode we're just leaning into more. Yeah. Just like, like there's only one other no. person, two other. No, yeah. and now there's no. just like no. This, this, there was not even a hopeful list. There was no fan casting list. There was nothing. It was literally for and by Jared Leto. Love that. Yeah. And so um, I wanted to quote um director Daniel Espinosa and what he said um, about Jared. And he says, 
Jared was the only actor that could really play the part of Morbius. That wasn't really a choice. It was a predestination. Jared is a beautiful actor to work with. He comes to set fully prepared, completely immersed in his character. He's become known for his approach to his characters, but it was truly surprising to see how much emotionally he could rest out of Dr. Michael Morbius. He has a strong dedication, beginning to end, and more than just an actor. He's a colleague, a partner. Wow. I was like, damn. Poetic. <laughs> so start to finish, he was always, it was always his. Love that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of If he's invested, he's invested, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. So so I appreciate that. But yeah, like I said, I, I like, I, I enjoy his Morbius far more than I've enjoyed many of his portrayals, including Joker. I, I think if I had to choose one, nah, Morbius. I love his Morbius compared to Joker. Yeah. Um, and so I would love to see more of him as this character. I think he does serve him well. Yeah. I think he's I would. I would agree, for it. you know? Yeah, I think he just needs a solid shot. A solid shot. Yeah, just a chance. Just, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, like, I, and I, I stick to my guns, you know, like, not by, no, not bias at all. Like, if this had been a Marvel Studios film, and they took their liberties with it and they introduced it the way that they would have done it. Oh man. I feel like it would have been like so great and such like, cause we I have agree. not had a vampire, a vampire movie in yeah. forever. Right. Yeah. Maybe since blade Trinity, <laughs> I feel like underworld was even a yeah. ages Shoot, ago. I mean, yeah. Right. Oh man. Well, it's okay. Morbius is still enjoyable. Yeah. So feel like great. If you feel like watching it, go watch it. Yes. Um, and so aside that, suggested reading, once again, I'm going to refer back. Amazing Spider-Man number 699.1 <laughs> in 1999, uh, which leads to the more modern solo title for the character and is also incredibly reminiscent of the film. And so like, honestly, it's like panel, panel, panel to picture. It really is. It's like whoever did the outline for the, the film, that was a resource by far. Um... Another one, Morbius the Living Vampire by, here we go, here's a list of names. Ooh. Vita Ayala, Marcelo Ferreira, Roberto Poggi, and Dono Sanchez Almara. Um, Rise of the Midnight Suns, which uh, spanned various titles, so that included Ghost Rider, Spirits of Vengeance, Morbius, Darkhold, and Night Stalkers. And then last but not least, the compilation Vampire Tales, which includes a bunch of the 1970s stuff because... Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good classic stuff. Um, so yeah, let's see on the show. Oof, <laughs> that's a lot. Is that a lot? A lot. I mean, for, yeah, for a character yeah. that we have, we've finally seen on screen. Yeah. <laughs> now that we have like this visual reference, a lot yeah. of action to compare to the yeah, yeah comics. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He's a great, great character. You Ooh, know. Yeah. Like you and like you great. said, it's been a while since we've seen a vampire. Yeah. Based character. Yeah. On yeah, a, on screen. Sure. So. Suck it, Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to the Twilight fans. <laughs> yeah, I never, sorry. I never watched it. Got I, into I it. I too was a Twilight fan, so I'm I allowed I, to say that. Yeah. I never got into it. <laughs> no, it's okay. You're okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need. You don't need. If you got, if you got some days to kill, I will say during during peak pandemic. I binged the entire series. <laughs> Jeez. I see the memes it was a all the time. I'll say that. But that's the thing. It is very funny in retrospect. Like you got, <laughs> and there is a version. I don't want to, I don't want to detour too hard. Yeah. There is a version. I think of the first film where Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart did like the, the, what do you call it? The, the, oh shoot. The director's commentary. Oh, uh, 
It is incredible because okay. they self-roast the entire time. Oh, that's hilarious. It's incredible. I love that. Oh, so good. <laughs> love a good vampire story. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Oh, man. Yeah. So next episode, Jeff, what are we going to do? We're doing it. We're doing it. What are we doing, We're Jeff? We're doing it. We are covering the three spider man the big three yes might as well run on this train of you know sony <laughs> um and uh yeah and i just got her uh the uh the physical copy of no way home yes i did with yes. all the bonus content the bonus content. so we are both gonna watch the 20 extra <laughs> minutes of all peters is it only 20 of the peters but it's 80 of the entire thing. 80 cool. yeah 80 minutes of extra features yeah. and 20 mi- plus minutes of Yay. peter one peter two and peter I'm three so excited so yeah we're gonna watch that <laughs> and we're gonna cover all three peters because yeah. they deserve it i agree just them three yay you know yeah it's gonna be good so i'm excited to discuss <laughs> all three of them and we will have a hot debate on who is the best one <laughs> <laughs> oh no! This is like an, another another uh, ch- a challenge for us because like I feel like every time we even talk about Spider Man, it always oh, comes yeah. up. But I'm gonna I'm gonna lie for it. I'm gonna be like, no, nope. oh, yeah. Andrew Garfield. Yeah, Andrew Garfield. I mean, we've cut co- we've covered Peter <laughs> Parker before, yeah. obviously, and Spidey before, know. but we are Tom Holland. But we are literally covering uh, all uh, all three. Toby, Toby, all three on Andrew? screen. Spider-Man. <laughs> I can't decide. It's going to suck, but it's going to be great. All through Peter Parker, Spider-Man on Peter screen. Peter Parker. Sorry, we want to, you know. Parker. Yeah. Parker. 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 Where's my photos of Spider-Man? <laughs> More Parker. of the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> we are Groot. Salute to Claire, Robin, Katie, Tyler, Ariel, Melanie, Ashley, the Arachner, Joe, Liz, Jenny, Ed, Nats, Andrew, and Laura. Woo. Um, follow us on social at S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. Yes. And if you like what you hear, please review, rate, and hit the subscribe button. Yes. Come on. I know you're lurking. Please. I see you. I we see need you. to feed our families. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We don't. But I mean, you can still hit it though. <laughs> still hit the, the button. It's there right you, there. Just hit it. But yeah, like we said, we will see you in the next one. We'll see ya. Bye. Bye. Who the hell are you, Matt? I am. I know. I'm just kidding. It's Dr. Michael Morbius at your service.